What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first annual Carpool Gaming Game of the Year Awards. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Turford, the man on the moose or the weatherman on the moose, if you'd prefer. And I am joined by four other illustrious hosts and maybe some hosts along the way later in the show. First up, the bearded one himself, Seth Sergil. How's it going, Seth? Hi, Ryan. Hi, it's going well. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be super fun. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. And uh, the, the, the Supreme Court of Canada himself, Court Lalonde. How's it going, Court? It's, you know, it, it couldn't be better today. Just fantastic. <laughs> and we got uh, the PlayStation master himself, Matt Swinsky. Matt, how's it going, Matt? It's it's going well. Matt, too, just having a, a bird of a time. Some would say that the bird is the word today. Um, and I'm excited to be here with you guys. And we got the laughing one, a.k.a. the pantsman himself. Sean Capri, how's it going, Sean? Ryan Turford, your dedication to having no second takes, whatever we're starting with, we've launched, we are going. It doesn't matter if I realize we are going live. And did I just flip the bird instead of a 54321? Yes, I did. So welcome mm-hmm. to youtube.com slash carpool gaming. Hi, Ryan. Oh, Hi, hello, hello. I mean, that, that's what we did there. You know, the worst case oh, scenario, man. Sean, is that future Ryan has edited this portion out or at least just blurred Sean's hand. So then no one actually couldn't got have started to see over. It. Definitely couldn't have started over. We don't need the show. The show must go, must go on because Court only the has rocket so much has time, left Sean. the station. Of Put course, Court's frozen face on the bird, please. Anyways, <laughs> this is our game of the year show where we talk about our favorite games of the year, not actually determining a game of the year, but just talking about the game's we enjoyed the most throughout 2022, but the show is not just about us, the Carpool Gaming family. We also have lots of us, uh, of the members of the community joining in as well on this celebration. In fact, 15 submissions this year, as well as you're going to actually see some additional people on video, which is going to be really sweet. So huge thank you to everyone who left submissions through us for us throughout the entire year. And also, we're going to be having more of the, the Carpool Gaming you know crew join us. In fact, every member of Carpool Gaming will be joining us this evening. Seth will be, uh, or uh, Lockleth will be here in a little bit. Um, Garrett Bland will be here, and we will even have a special guest, Vegetable, joining us a little Ooh. bit later on as well. So look out for all that. It's going to be a great show. I'm, I'm so excited to get into this. So w- what we decided to do this year is the same thing as we did last year, because y'all seem to like last year's show so much. We decided to do it again this year. We each came up with our three favorite games that we played this year. They didn't have to release in 2022. And these aren't like our, what will you think? Like the critically are like the best games of the year. These are like, just our favorites. We're going to talk about this. So you're going to hear some, some hot takes you see here, I think. Um, but I think we're going to have a good time talking about all this. So we're going to kind of go around the table, talk about those. And then we'll, and then we'll hear from some of y'all what some of your favorites are. So of course the man of the hour court alone, I, I, I see what I did there. Cause you got to leave in an hour, but also you're the man of the hour. Get it. Huh? Not just a hat rack, my friends uh, court. You're going to go done. first. You get the, you have the honors of starting things off. By telling us okay. your third favorite game that you played this year. Well, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this game because I think I talked about it to nauseum, to the almost to the fact that I got brought on a podcast to talk about it. I was actually in shock. So my third favorite game this year has to be MLB The Show um, 22. I played it on Switch. I played it on Xbox. And I played it on PlayStation. And I put together almost 500 hours playing this game. I played this game so much that I literally suffered an injury in my arm 
from the constant always pressing the same button to the fact that I can't play the game and I'm worried that when MLB The Show 23 launches that I won't be able to play this game. And I think it was just a game that right place, right time. I never got into MLB The Show 21 this much. I played it. I play a lot of sports games. But for some reason, the the nostalgia of collecting cards. So in the game, you actually can play a, a certain mode in the game where you do these programs and you collect cards. And one of the very first programs had me collect a Joe Carter card. And then I was like, oh my God. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to collect this Ultimate Blue Jays team. And then it just snowballed. And I couldn't stop playing this game. And they do reward you for playing it. And I got good at the game. Like it was like one of those games very rarely that I was like, oh my God, like I'm I'm winning, I'm playing online, I'm beating people. I was enjoying my time. I'm I'm figuring out the meta on how to have like the best teams. I pulled like the ultimate Mike Trout card during the season. Like it's like the thing you can't get. And I pulled it off. And it was just, I don't know. I just enjoyed my time with it. And it was a good um mind suck. I just would just turn my brain off and just play this game and not have to worry about anything else in my life. And I just truly enjoyed it. It's just very rare that I know we're not, we're, you know, most people will pick like, you know, you know, the Elden Rings and all that. You know what? No, that will be the show 22 game was phenomenal. It, uh, like I said, I was lucky enough to get a code from here from carpool, but I went and bought it on the switch. When I went on vacation, I told Sean, I was like, there's no way I'm not playing this game. And, uh, it was one of the reasons I got a switch. So I could yes. Yeah, dude. Like so, so um, many others, Court. I'm yeah. sure that's the story for most people. Like system buying a switch, seller. definitely yeah. a system seller. App. Yeah, pack it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just, I, <laughs> I just want more games. This is my year of uh, having fun, playing games with my daughter, or just not worrying what everybody's talking about in the zeitgeist. Just playing what I wanted to play. Nice, a boot. A boot. And actually, like, we compared this a little bit because, of course, you know, the same week that we're recording this, uh, the PlayStation uh, wrap ups came out where we got to see our hours played for the games this year. And I was t- telling Court after he posted his hours and then when he saw my hour, the, the hours for not number one game, which, of course, was Final Fantasy 14 this year. I was like, you know what, Court, you've almost played MLB the show almost as much as I played Final Fantasy 14 this year. Which is just wow. a scary thought to think about. But that's that's, that's on my. But hold on, that was only on PlayStation. Oh, no, 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 no. So your when you combined yeah. your Xbox number and my yeah. PlayStation number, yes. or, or in your yes, PlayStation number, both. it's about the same as my Final Fantasy fourteen yeah. number. Is what I'm saying. It's crazy. Don't I try and go over his Final Fantasy number. What are you trying to do there, Corey? You know <laughs> no, he's going to shut that down. I, 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 that's fine. I just I actually was like almost embarrassed when I looked at the total numbers, and I was like, you know what? Good, I bought that game on the Switch. I feel like, eh, well, it's a lot of hours to put into a video game. That's a lot. It's not that many hours. I love it. Yeah, if you enjoy it. I I played it so much that I had an injury in my arm. I had to go to the massage therapy for it. It was terrible. I I feel like next year we're going to have to get you like a little robot that just like spins and continuously presses the button for you so you can just sit there and literally automate it instead of getting another injury. I or think you can I just might, start using your nose, you can use your toes, you can use your elbows, just get creative. Well, there's actually, um, you can actually change the swing mechanics so you're not pressing a button. You can actually use the the analog sticks. I think I might try that out because then I might not have the injury because it's not the constant, but it's the timing. So with a I hockey game, dance, dance for Evolution pads. Play them with the little dance yeah. pads. Play with exactly. Connect and just yell at the TV. Swing! 
I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I know I'm going to definitely review when MLB The Show 23 comes. I will be reviewing it. And I think this time when I review it, it's going to have more in-depth review because I'm going to have so much experience and MLB... I guess you should be like, I know exactly what was in this game. So we'll see. For I'm a second there, the Court, I really thought in my mind you were about to say, and when I review MLB 23 this year, I'm going to be playing it with the Eye of Judgment camera from the PlayStation 3 using <laughs> yes. the Eye of Judgment. Well, Wonderbook. If, if, yes. if there's a VR version of this game, I am so in. That would actually be now, really I, fun. I, I, I know so much about this game that I know that it's even going to come out early now. So... It's coming out early this year. It's not going to be in April. It'll be in March. Maybe. Maybe it could be anything. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, we knew from uh, Matt and I, of course, no. We were going to hear about MLB The Show at some point tonight. So I'm glad I'm glad we got it out of the way to start the show off. Speaking of Matt, though, Matt, what what's your third favorite game this year? I want to hear from you. So I, um, I think my list is going to surprise all, all, everyone just because as I kind of sat down to really think about my top three games uh, like seven minutes ago. Yeah. About, about uh, seven and a half minutes ago now. Yeah. Um, I really just kind of thought like, which games are the ones that pop into my mind's my, my mind first, which ones have stayed with me. Um, so actually in third, in my third place spot, um, I want to give a shout out to blue box um, just because I, I feel like the, the quality of the trailer that they put out this year uh, all couples. <laughs> okay. Um, my real number third spot is Marvel Snap. Um, all three oh. games that I'm going to talk about tonight are games that I had absolutely like no hype for. I, I knew nothing about them. There was no like they all kind of caught me at a weird time. Um, Marvel Snap has just completely taken over my life the last few months. Uh, I'm obviously a big Marvel fanboy, so for me, throwing you know Marvel on a card game is, is two of my most favorite things. The fact that it is just so much fun to play, I've made like eight or nine different decks. And usually when I play deck builders, I have like one or two and you just kind of ride them out. I have made so many different decks around so many different card combinations. I have put money into this game, which like, again, I never do that with a free-to-play game, but let alone a mobile game. I bought like every battle pass since the game came out, just because for me, I do find them worth it. And I'm playing it so often that like I'm I'm trying to get in usually like an hour to two every day, just kind of spaced out throughout the day because the games are quick. The, it's not pay to, it's not egregiously pay to win by any stretch of the imagination. And a lot of stuff that you pay for is cosmetic, which again, you can upgrade your cards, but all that does is make them look cooler. I just think that Marvel Snap is, it hit at the right time. It's kind of just been, it's just part of my day-to-day now, which I haven't had a game be that in quite a long time that just kind of, again, like, oh, I'm going to the bathroom or, oh, I have a couple minutes here or I'm doing this here. Let me toss up Marvel Snap, get a couple games in. It's just a ton of fun. It's Marvel and I can't, wait to see what they're going to bring in store in 2023 um i got my younger brother and my cousin on it in the last few days and now we're obviously all just waiting for pvp to hit so we can actually start playing with each other marvel snap is what a mobile game should be in every stretch of the imagination it doesn't feel like it's after your wallet it doesn't feel crappy it's just a ton of fun and it's uh it's my number three nice amazing game that's a that that actually was almost my number three Right? I was very, very close to making it my number three. It's like my number four or five. Like it's which is it's weird because for game. a lot of people, it's their number two game. <laughs> when they when they go when they go when they <laughs> audio listeners, oh, I'm shaking my head. There you go. Yep. You just made a poop joke and it was good. Attaboy. Mm-hmm. Nicely done, Sean. Right. So weird. Made it all worth it. I tried um, so, Matt because see, of you, Matt. I tried to get into that game. Couldn't do fair it. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. I mean, it is I a tried, card though. game, ultimately. Yeah. You know, if you don't like them, you're not going to like them. But it's a really, really good card game. Honestly, so. I, I no longer will I say I don't like a certain genre of games. Cause, Thank like, you. Vampire yep. Survivors yes. would never be a game for me. And mm. it hit at the right spot where we were at the Game Awards. I was like, fine. Sean won't stop talking. Fine. I'm going to download yeah. the game. Like, you can even play it because that's like breaking his rule, playing a game while doing a, a, a podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm playing it on my phone now. I play it on my iPad in the morning. I'm just there you like, go. this is so easy to play. Mm-hmm. It's a very good game. I usually don't like roguelikes, but now I'm like, well, all right, like this is great. Yeah. There you go. And so uh, that actual, my, my entire speech was actually just a setup for Sean to make that number two joke. My actual number three game yeah, is, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's keep moving. But yeah, Thanks, Marvel Snap. Let's keep that, that's, a good, <laughs> that's a good one though, Matt, because I'm actually glad you brought it up because honestly, I, I don't know if anyone else has that on the, the list. Cause I think like other than Seth, I don't know of anyone else who really checked out Marvel snap on, on, on we have real games on our list. I not guess. mobile games. So, but, you know, yeah, that's true. But I'm that's, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and that's say, that's like on my list of games that I wanted to try this year and I just never got around to playing. Because I, I, people know, I love card games. I love like Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone and stuff. So, and of course, being cre- yep. made, created by the creator of Hearthstone, you know, you yep. know, you're going to mm-hmm. get a good product there with Marvel Snap. Um, but I just, I just, I don't know. I just never really got around to installing it on my phone, I guess. But also, I, I kind of hate playing games on my phone, so I would probably want to play it on PC. So I do I, dude. So yeah. do I. I like I. I will always start a game on my phone, play for like an hour, and then never go back to it. This is the only game I've come back to like every single day since this came out. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Nice. I'm and right I'll, there with you. Yeah, and it's of course totally up your alley too, because you, I know you love Marvel as well. So there's that. Too. Yep. But, Anyways, and the one thing I will say is I'm like at almost like a thousand on my collector score. My brother's playing it now, and he's like, "You should make a Spider-Man deck." I'd love to. I don't have Spider-Man, but you Let's have continue. Miles Morales. I saw that tweet. I do have Miles. You were very happy about yourself. I, I felt Miles. good for you that day. I don't have. I don't have Peter Parker Spider-Man. I don't oh, well. want Peter Parker Spider-Man. Uh, no one likes Spider-Man anyways. It's fine. It's fine. That is not true. <laughs> you what? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. He is literally the number one comic book character I would say in the world. Is it? It is safe to say that. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I say Batman, Batman number two. I say Spider-Man number one. Yeah. And I love Batman. Spider-Man's got to be number one. Spider-Man is number one. Mm-hmm. And then Batman. Well, Definitely. Anyways, since uh, Sean Capui is reeled away, uh, Seth, I want to hear from you next. What is your third favorite game of 2022? I struggled with this for a while. My number one and two were very easy. I knew them right away. Get I knew exactly what they were going to be. But my number three, I went back and forth on a lot. He's got his Marvel um, cards. He found them. Oh, he found them. There yeah, they are. Did. I knew he um, had them. When someone put out a tweet, I was like, he already has these. He showed me the <laughs> He's got them in there. He's got my, my number three is going to be one that I know is not going to be on many people's end of year list. Um, it's this little indie game called Once Upon a Jester. Oh. Um, I adore this game. I love the message of it. It's hilarious. It's fun. It's like almost entirely improv it's about these two uh like lifelong friends that start doing improv theater together they used to be thieves it's all a ruse to try to steal a diamond from a castle and they wind up discovering that oh hey actually we love this and it's all about sort of like finding your purpose in life and finding your true calling and like building a friendship together in the heart of it all and uh, it's got a whole bunch of really good music that I can't stop listening to because the developer of the game is actually a four-person band from the Netherlands called Bonta Avond. And uh, so they make these games. They also made a game called Everybody Wham Wham a couple of years ago. 
and um, <laughs> it's it's super good. Like they, it's like this hilarious. It's like if you played a game that had like the humor of like South Park, just that constant like quick hit humor with kind of crude visuals like South Park, but then it's actually also very heartfelt and has like good like folksy indie music worked in. So high on life with folksy indie it. music. I love it so much, man. I, I can't stop thinking about it. I was so like enchanted by it. Uh, it's on PC and Switch, and it hasn't really left my head since I since I played through it. Dude, good. you just completely sold me on this game. I'm going to pick this up because this looks awesome. So I thank you for it. putting me oh, on this because I've never heard of this. And it looks finding. Dope. I was like finding Nemo. That was like that's my dad brain. As soon as someone <laughs> says something, I'm like, so how does this relate to a Disney movie? <laughs> what was it called again? I was totally Once paying attention. Upon a jester. Once upon a jester. Yeah, I just looked it up. I'm, I'm going to pick this up later. This looks awesome. Yeah, actually, what system? It's on Switch and PC. Yeah. Oh, like Seth brought this up, but I like back. I've never heard of this game before, so I'm I'm so glad you told us yeah. about a new game because that sounds pretty cool. Robert. Matt I is going it. to in 2023. Matt Solinsky will be talking about the Steam Deck all the time. Look at that Steam thing. Deck. Look at it. It's a look beast. at this unit. It's a chonker. Pretty pretty quickly. Is we're going to be Spinball. All of our Can I watch shows. hockey games on it? Probably. Microsoft mm-hmm. Paint? Does it have Sportsnet Now, the app? Maybe. It's a computer, dude. Mm. Does, a, does a computer have Sportsnet Now, the app? No, my phone does, though. It, it also has Sportsnet, Sportsnet, the website that you can go to and watch. Yeah. It. It's not the same. I have Sportsnet Now, the app, and I can watch the hockey game while we do things. Base Cadet Pinball 3D. Does have that? I'm, has, I love that. Maybe. Remember that game? That, that, yeah, dude. Oh, so good. I'm oh, very excited okay. for Matt and Garrett to start a, a Steam Deck podcast sometime next year because <laughs> y'all are the Steam Deckers. But anyways, we're moving on. Cringe at the word. We got to we got to move on because Sean, I want to hear from you now. What is I'm here your, all night, man? You don't oh, you, you don't have to go to me right away. Oh, no, we're going to you me. now because I, I'm, we we're going to do our Dracula round of three cape. before we, we move on to courts. Imagine you had a Dracula cape to just be like. No, I'm I'm here to cause chaos. I am as my, I appreciate Ryan keeping everybody on track and everything, but I'm here all night, dude. I'm not going to my number three game. Uh, hi, I see a question coming in from Matt, though. Hi, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Matt from the press pool. Um, can we play a quick game before we yes. continue on? Yes. Sure. Yes, I love suggestion. Games. Um, I would like to play a game. I want us to guess what our number one game of the year picks will be. And then by the end of the show, we'll see how accurate we were. Well, you, I already put mine in the Discord. I was going to say, Quartz already spoke. I don't, remember, I don't, I don't remember any of them. I don't I either. Don't. I actually know Quartz. That's, so I, that's, I know Quartz. He declared in his review. Okay. So. Hold on. How about this then? We'll, we'll each take one person and we'll guess their game of the year. So if Ryan knows Quartz, Ryan can guess like mine. I'll guess somebody's and so on and so forth. Just like to it. add a little bit. You know what I mean? Just I add like a little it. bit of chaos. Secret Santa I like it. guessing. Yes, okay. yes, Matt. I like where okay, you're at. I'm gonna, with this. I'm gonna derail this thing real quick. Hold on. I'm gonna bust out this. Um, okay. Matt and Ryan are picking a JRPG. Oh my god, I did it. <laughs> How did you know <laughs> which one? I don't know. It doesn't matter. They're all the same. That's not true oh, at all. It won't be the show. It's the same baseball as it was last year. Hey, Look at me. It is. I even said that when I was talking about it. I can't believe how much I enjoyed it. Good God. So, Matt, what are you doing? Are you assigned? Are you telling people who to pick for? Is that what? Are you are you drawing down? Oh, this is like what I'm doing. Anna, but with game. No, I was going to say, Matt needs to, do... to organize this game that he's suggesting. Okay. So. I'll do my yeah, madness. I'll do my madness in the in the meantime. Um, so I've got a lot of honorable mentions, but I also did a lot of uh, game of the year cramming recently. But also, when I look back on 2022, 
I, I actually accomplished one of my 2021 New Year's resolutions, Ryan Turford, oh? which was to just go back and play games that I like, even if I've played them before, but I know that they're good because I was having some existential crisis about playing all these new games, but I didn't love all of them. I'm like, I've got a, a lifetime collection of video games that I that I adore. So I want to give a couple shout outs. So with the first one, Ryan, on my on my shiny new PC, I got my I got my my new graphics card, the 3080. I've got all a bunch of teraflops. I got a 49 inch Samsung widescreen dealio thing here. So what did I do? Went to Steam and I bought Black Mesa the Half-Life remaster that was like a fan yeah. project made into a real project. And Black Mesa is the real deal, man. And if y'all have a PC, or I wonder about that Steam Deck, Black Mesa, I think that would be really cool. Half-Life is the real deal. I just wanted to let you guys know that. And I have a whole list of these types of games and also my real top three. We got lots of time. We got people but, coming on in. We got stuff happening. So I'm not, for, I'm in no for rush. For a second there, Sean, I no, really no. thought you were going to say, and I played Total Annihilation on my computer. That is on the list, though, for 2023. Total, dude, I bought like a bunch of, like on, on GOG. I have Warcraft 1, Total yeah. Annihilation, Command wow. and Conquer, all, all the stuff, dude. So I mean, yeah, is it bad, all these Sean, new games. Is it bad that I kind of want us to play a game of Total Annihilation with each other? Because I think that I good. would love that. Oh my gosh. Yes, yeah. please. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey Matt from the press pool. Um, okay, I have I have a I have a suggest, suggested order here. Okay, I just I, I completely randomized this. There's no rhyme or reason outside of the thing that Ryan knew courts. Does anybody else know anybody else's? I don't think nope. so. I no, think I might right, know Seth's. I might know Seth's. Okay, yeah, I've been screaming about mine for like six months. Yeah, I think okay. I know that one. <laughs> so I okay, I'll guess Sean's. Okay, Good Ryan's luck. gonna Ryan's gonna guess mine. Remember the rules. He can be any game. It could be a game from last year. It, it could know. be a game from Sean's 1997. Mine is this year. No, mine. Like, I have a real 2022 game of the wow. year this year. I don't worry about me. I'm off on the side. I'm talking. I just said I'm going to talk about my favorite games playing. I played this year it's that didn't come out this year. It's going to be the one he's been streaming. It's definitely going to be that. Okay. Game. <laughs> uh, okay. Court is going to guess Seth's. Okay. Ooh. Seth is going to guess Lockliths. Sean is going to guess the surprise guests. Okay. Easy. Oh, John, easy. that's a slam dunk. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Lockleth will guess Quartz, and surprise guests will guess Ryan's. But how are they going to guess it. them? This is the best. Just guess. Well, we'll what do you think is going to be the game of the year? Best. Cool. Okay, I'll go I'm first. I'm so glad I don't have to guess Ryan's. Yeah. I know. That's why it's, that's part of the fun of, of the, this. But this Seth absolute. is going to have like somebody. I'm never going to get this. I'm just going to pick this game. It's part of the fun. It's part of the fun. Yeah. Some okay, indie I, darling. Maybe, or maybe it's MLB. No, Who knows, Court? Definitely not. Okay, so I'm gonna guess Sean's. Banjo? I'm gonna guess Sean's game of the year. And I'm not gonna tell you right away. No, 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 no. You're just yeah, launching we'll your guess. We'll, yeah, yeah okay. I'm just, we're just launching the guesses now. Mm -hmm. Put them in our back pocket, and next year's game of the year, we can revisit this list and see how accurate we were. Okay, I like it. I like it. Serenity now, Ryan. It's all fine. This is Serenity. great. This is all good. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to guess Sean's game of the I love year. You, Ryan. Uh, okay. I'm going to I'm going to take a while. I'm going to guess Elden Ring. I think I'm just going to guess that it grabbed him in the last couple of weeks and he's so been too. enjoying it and that's what I'm going to guess. Ryan, I'm going to have to go with how smart Matt usually is at this stuff like when fantasy critic and all that and Sean's just like, dude, he's in my mind right now. I don't know. I could be entirely off base here. Is no, this what I'm I'm going are. with my gut. Ryan, what do you think my game of the year is? Hmm. 
this is a tough one because I'm, I know Matt liked a lot of stuff this year. Thank God Ryan got Matt because I was, mm-hmm. this yeah. is a tough one. Yeah. I, I'm bouncing between two games, but I'm actually going to say I think it's the same as someone else's. I, I think I think it's God of War. I think Matt's is God of War. Okay, 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 okay. Court, what do you think Seth's game of the year? Xenoblade. Ooh, look at you coming out swinging. I have okay. no clue. I'm just, it's between that or Mario. Like, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> which, which Xenoblade? And I need I the full title. Oh, I, then I don't, okay, then. Um, okay, just tell me which Xenoblade, the numbered entry. I have no clue. It's not even a name. Do, yeah, do you yeah. need help, Court? Do you need me to show you the box? What? The what? box what? is right okay, there. Then I'll change it. Um, I can't see that. The the new one. <laughs> the new one. I just want to see. If, I, I just want to see if you can get three. <laughs> this is what you this know, is what parents do at GameStop every year. My son yeah. wants to play Zeno. Okay, so like, for for me, the new one is for 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 me. When I look at Seth, it's either it's either I Mario Rabbits. He was like he was okay on. He really liked Pokemon, but he also, I don't remember if he liked Xenoblades. And Sean, you said six months ago. So I'm like, well, that's older. So, okay. That's my brain right now. It's, right. it's actually, older. it's a good guess. It's a good, it's guess. A good I guess. guess. I think it's I said that. It's a good that. guess. Good, yeah, good guess. guess. Good, good guess. guess. It's not, good it's guess. not the right one because Sean was just like, your way off. I'm okay good. with that. Guess. Yeah. Good guess. Uh, Seth, what do you think Lockleth's game of the year is? I think she's going to go with, I think she's going to go with Disney Dreamlight. Okay. I think that's what she's going to do. Can okay. I guess for Lockless too? No, you have to guess. I for think this I think Lockless. No, I want. I want to. I, I'm not gonna guess for anybody else, but I think Lockless is Cult of the Lamb. I that was my second pick. Can I actually say too? My I, I was thinking the same thing for Matt. I was like, I I've heard Matt talk about it's either gonna be God of War or it's gonna be a Citizen Sleeper. It's gonna uh, be one of those two. See, I had Citizen so Sleeper in the battle by right mind, but I also yeah, I also had a couple other ones for Don't Matt that I want to because I'll talk about that later. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Sean, what do you think our surprise guests game of the year is going to be? I think it's going to be Disney Dreamlight Land. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm sorry. What? Which? Which Disney game? The new one. (laughs) 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 The one with Lilo and Stitch in it. Okay, that one. (laughs) Pull it out of the background. It's the one with the Disney princesses and the farming. Okay, okay, okay. So then our final two will be for Lockwith and our surprise guests. So we'll keep that in our back pocket. When they arrive, I'll ask them first thing. Before we do anything else, I'll ask them. We forgot about Garrett. Garrett's also coming too. Oh my gosh. We're uneven numbers now. We're all guessing for Garrett. Yeah, we can all guess for Garrett collectively. We'll all guess for... Let's let's, let's, let's make a group guess right now. What do we think Garrett's game of the year is? Uh, It's the same one that Court guessed. I think it's Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I think it's the Steam Um, just the entirety just of the, the thing. Steam Deck. Yeah, just Steam Deck. I just see it. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Yeah, I'm like, I'm high on that one. Also. Although yeah. Garrett could surprise me because he's he's the person that I think could actually realistically pick for his number one game to be a game that's not from this year. Because like last year, mm. one of his favorite games was was Chrono Trigger. Was one of his favorite games of of last year. Mm. So so I think we have to go with Cooking Mama. Yeah, is that right. what, what we're hearing? Definitely right. Cooking Mama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the Wii. Yeah, on the Wii. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm comfortable with a group guess of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 for Garrett. That worked out really well. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I'm I'm like 95% positive that's what he's gonna say when he gets here. But and, uh, and to and to keep Garrett in the game because so he can guess somebody's. Um Ryan, the first community member that comes to your mind, go. Uh that submitted Marcus something for it. Okay. 
So Garrett is going to guess Marcus McCracken's game of the year. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> that, that it could really be anything. I'm saying. All right. My, my game is, is uh, I'm going to put a pin in my game until we have um, surprise yeah. guests and Lockwood join us. Excellent. That's a good game, thank, buddy. Thank you for indulging me. Let's go. Uh, okay. thank, thanks for having it. Well, um, real quick before we go move on, because I need to get court in with some more of his picks before he's got to go. Let's bring in Sam from the community because Sam, Sam submitted Sam? their picks Sam. over on, on, on the submissions sheet. And they said uh, their favorite games of the year are as follows. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Apparently, no explanation is necessary. We just assume that's a good game, but throwing it up there. By the it way, it was a good game. Kirby, was a good game. very popular choice with the community. Y'all are going to find out later. That's tonight. awesome. Oh, um, nice. I love that. Next up, Pokemon Violet. They say Pokemon Violet is broken, but it was still a ton of fun to play. And then Pokemon Legends Arceus, because it had so many good new features added to the game. So there we go. We got Sam it. in Great the list. And then yeah, I'm also going to bring in this Better other one Sam. as well. Uh, this comes to us from uh, Dirk Haas, otherwise known as Hopple, which, by the way, Hopple writes oh. it all the time on the RPG cave. Never told us their name before. So we didn't know Hopple's name before. But now we know we know Hopple's <laughs> name is Dirk, Doc. which is pretty cool. So knowing us half the uh, battle, Hopple says Doxed. their f- three favorite games of the year are Elden Ring for fantastic mm-hmm. design for the world creatures and buildings. Yakuza zero and two because they love the story and characters. I knew you would love that, Matt. And then Mm -hmm. their favorite game of the year, believe it or not, might warm Sean Capri's heart. Forza Horizon five Hot Wheels DLC. It's a lot of fun. Hopple, an individual of great taste. I will say. Huge shout out to Hopple as well. And of course, Hopple, of course, a huge supporter of the RPG cave. So of course, huge shout out to Hopple. Love that. Court, you know, even though we have I, Sean and I haven't given our number threes, we're going back to you for your <sighs> number two. What is your second favorite game that you played this year, my friend? Court, you're muted. Oh, it happened. The, the Last of Us Part One remake. Um, it uh, it made me cry a lot. Um, mm-hmm. it did a lot for me. Like this game was a, a game that I have finished six times before I played this again and the going back and the way they redid the facial expressions and stuff. It, I can't believe how much it added to the game. It actually blew me away. Um, and there was the beginning of the game where I actually had to stop playing and I, I couldn't play the game until I woke up and hugged my daughter. It was just, I, I couldn't, like, I couldn't get back to the game. This is also the first time I played this game since my daughter was born. So it's been the first time in almost mm. six years that I replayed this game. And I couldn't believe the emotional journey that a video game took me on. So last of us, 100%. I'm with you, dude. I th- that was on, on my honorable mentions just because like I going into that game was very much like, what's the point? Like, I'm glad new people will be able to experience the game retold. And then once I started playing it, like the amount of love that they put back into that game, the the way that just the entire presentation just elevates the story, it's it hit me hard all over again. Um, you know, it may still be the worst of the two, but that that part you one. You beat me too. You <laughs> said I'm, I'm like I'm being kind. I'm letting him say his piece about this game before I throw my shade at the last was part two for no good reason. But you son of a gun, I got That's there first. But no, last was part one. Like this was a time where I felt like the from the ground up 
completely nailed it and was worth it. And I'm, I hope more people are get to experience it because it's it's once in a life, it's a once in a generation kind of game. Nice man, nice. Yeah, it's one of those things where I talked about it before. It's like you know, as much as I I love seeing the new improvements with the game, I'm just like I know that the, that it's a journey that was so special the first time I played it that it's like. I don't know if I could ever go back to that at this point. And like, maybe, maybe I could, maybe I'll, you know, want to replay it after watching maybe the HBO show, um, you know, coming out next month, which is also very exciting because it looks really awesome. Um, but it's cool that, that, that you really enjoyed it. So I, I really appreciate you talking about it as well. But anyways, anybody else on. play it? Yeah. Wait, just me? Just you? Did, no, just, just you, Ryan. Did you play it? No, I didn't play it. No. No, you didn't play the last of us part one. I played the, I played it on PlayStation three, Sean. I didn't need to play it again. That's yeah, what I, that's so my whole spiel was just all about this game. Yeah. Cause again, you didn't even play like the PS4 remaster Seth, You no. guys, I only yeah, need to play same. it once, Sean. That's that's it was so special the first Absolutely time that I not. feel like it would ruin it if I play it again. And we, we, we all know that like as special as the first one is there came along part two, which just elevated everything about part one. So please, why go please, back? Please yeah. stop. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Matt makes Nobody even I don't even think you believe it. I yeah. do believe it. No, yeah. I don't think you do anymore. I believe think the best it. part is we have it on tape of Matt pretty much by the time we finished our Last of Us Part One remake discussion. He was definitely on mm-hmm. team part one. So I, I, I think hey, Matt, you hey, Matt, I think, Matt, hey, Matt hey, can hey, I say hey, two hey, words hey, for hey, you? Hey, what? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> for me, this is an honorable mention, not as a disqualification for the game or anything. Like it's just um it's mostly just that it's a remake. You know, like I, I just thought sure. like it's definitely one of the best games that I played all the way through to completion. So special. I really do think that the the remaster brings out a, another quality to it. Like it it totally enhances the experience. And you guys are making a mistake. If the only time you've ever played it is PS3, that's a mistake. And shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll play, th- play it. Let's just throw it out there, Sean. I'm more likely to play The Last of Us Part 2 again than go back and play The Last of Us Part 1. You've one. got to. Now you're just trying to I hurt s- me. I now still haven't just- played The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> that's fine. It's, I still haven't gotten to it. That's fine. Play this one again. You can. You don't I, have to play The Last I mean, of Us. Some, I mean, people right, never, but, people, some people say they didn't need a sequel. I'm, I mean, but we know that a third one is coming. So when Last of Us yep. Part 3 comes out, Sean, it'll be, it'll be my time to replay 2 to get ready for 3. There you go. Good. That totally worked for Star Wars. Can we just say that Ryan just talked about a rumor? Just, just saying. That is the game of the year show where anything goes, where Sean pulls out Marvel overpowered cards in the middle of our discussions. So, dude, these cards are amazing. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, we set the tone in the literally the first second of the episode coming into it. Okay, we just kicked the door right down. I don't (laughs) know if we're ever going to bounce back. I do want to see that. Show me, John. Do you have the the series before that? Do you have a Spider Man? Not not nearby, not nearby. I do have a Spider-Man. Also, Sean, for the audio listeners at home who are listening to this podcast, please make sure to describe what you're doing. Oh, I'm just pulling out my overpower cards, uh, and I've got a sweet Venom card. That's the sweet Venom card. Do you have the 1992 Marvel cards? Not nearby. No, no. Today is is all about overpower, you guys. No one cares. Do you have a Spider-Man overpower? I do. Yeah, and Spider-Man was rare. Can I see it? I want to see it. Sean, show me. I'll show you Spider-Man. Okay. My Spider-Man's on a, on a brick wall and he's in a spot. I actually have two Spider-Men. Look at that. Nice. Ooh, That's yeah. Spider-Man? Look, Spider-Man. How, look how fancy that is. Yeah, man. This is a coveted card right here. That is a coveted card right so there. Just yeah. remind Matt the day, because it will happen. I, I will be in Sean Capri's house and I will take that card for you. Thank you. Heist. I know you would. We're going to heist. Yeah, we're going to do a heist. Yeah. We're going to do a heist. I thought it would be really nice if I was just able to like, you know, 
give it to you nope. or Matt as a, as a nope. gift. Nope. No, you have, have to, to pull off a heist. Yeah. Not only is he going to take the card, he's going to take my joy of giving away. It's going to be an elaborate heist. And you know what? We're going to podcast the entire time. It'll be like that. It'll <laughs> be like that are. moment that Welcome I just to the that. PlayStation Drive. We're in Sean Capri's basement. He doesn't know we're here. That, 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 <laughs> Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is almost as bad as that short we had earlier this year. Where someone asked us on the Xbox Drive what would happen if we switched bodies for, yes. for 20 minutes. Yes. And I said I would go open all of your stuff. Everybody wants to steal all my stuff. What the heck is going on? What I do to you guys? You have a lot of Except cool stuff. Derail your entire game of the year conversation. <laughs> it's all good. Plus it's Ultra. All good. Well, anyways. Before we go back to court for his final Can selection, we just get him a T-shirt already. Like I, I am Seth going to talk about the not a podcast shirt. But can Ryan just have the anyway sign? No, because I still think the best shirt for me should be like one of the comic bubbles, like boop boop boop. Like Wiley Coyote, like he just holds up the sign and it's just like anyways. Exactly. All right, who's up next? What's happening, Ryan? Get the show back. Anyways, Sean. Um, getting back on track before we go back to court. I'm actually going to go first because you blew me off a little bit and talk about my first honorable mention of the show. Uh, the honorable mentions are allowed. Okay. Well, they weren't really allowed, but since you started with honorable mentions, Sean, anyways, I'm just going to go ahead and bop in with one anyways. Um, because you know, there's this little game that I rediscovered back this year, Sean, and I played a ton of it almost as much time. I, I sunk into this game as court sunk into MLB the show, uh, this year. And that game was the Sims four. It has so many expansion packs. You can become a werewolf, but also a vampire, but also a mermaid, but also, uh, just, you know, live forever and become this like famous YouTuber that lives on the beach or, but you can also again, like fall in love and, you know, make like 60 children and just live your eternal life, writing books and going down to the playing video games and stuff. Oh man, the Sims four just broke me this year. I couldn't believe how much time I sunk into the Sims four and just had so much fun. I had playing it. Uh, it was also kind of marked kind of my return to, to, to streaming and just loving streaming again after Sean kept pestering me forever to stream. And then I just pretended like it was You're my welcome. idea to do it this whole time. And Sean had <laughs> nothing to do with it. Um, man, the Sims four was so much fun this year. And actually I kind of wish our special guest was here a little bit. Maybe, maybe in this, me and the special guest will talk about the Sims four a little bit. Um, Cause I know they also appreciate the Sims four, but I, I love the Sims four this year. It actually was like, one of the highlight moments for me was just coming on the Xbox drive every single week and just talking Sean's ear off about the Sims four every single week. That was one of my favorite things to do on any podcast this year was, you know, my long, like, and here's what happened on the Sims this week, you know, it's just kind of like this, this soap opera that everyone was calling it kind of following along with, but uh, Matt from the press pool, I want to hear from you. What, what, what's going on? Yeah. Matt from the press pool. Um, is so, everybody knows that the Sims has like a, a ton of DLC and stuff. Is there like a specific expansion or piece of DLC that you've enjoyed the most so far? I mean, I got to say the one that I've actually enjoyed the most is the seasons one. Cause it adds like a bunch of different holidays, but it also adds like snow, like winter to the game, but also spring and summer. And it just feels, it makes the game feel very different day by day because a lot of the, it, when you're, when you, know, when you have eternal life, Matt, Every day and every day there, there's no seasons or anything like every day it kind of just feels the same. But 
when you've got seasons there, when you've got winter rolling on mm. in, you're celebrating New Year's with your friends and your Sims mm. get suppressed because no one came to their New Year's party because they don't like your Sim because your Sim is just going around and drinking people's blood at night. Um, it's just one of those <laughs> things reason. where it just is a standout moment for, for, for my life. Like every, every day feels different with the season's expansion, if that makes any sense. Nice. Yeah. But also vampires are cool too. So I like, I like vampires. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in any way sign appears. Good God, Matt. We love each other so much. Anyways. So yes. it is that time. I'm looking at the clock cord. It is that time. Time for you to give your final game, my friend. Well, as to no surprise. Wait, 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 wait. Who guessed? Who guessed quartz? Who guessed quartz? Hold on, hold on. Um, uh, Lockleth, but she's oh, not here. Oh, no. Yeah, but okay. Okay. By, because will be done it by four. She come before exactly. she comes Exactly. Right. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, fair, yeah we're right. still good. Okay, okay yeah. good call, good call, good call. We roll on. Good call. Show must go on. My apologies. After you. No, no, I, things were said and I was making jokes in my head. I'm letting it go. Um, let it go. Let, let it, it go. go. All right, I'll get in trouble again. Supposedly I'm yelling, so I'm trying to talk lower. Um, Ooh. I'm getting text messages and they're, they're all just all, all nasty. Um, so obviously I, I said it in my review. Um, my game of the year has been, uh, God of War Ragnarok. Um, and the reason being is because once again, I, I had a game where it, uh, it took me on a journey that I couldn't, didn't think I was going to have. It was uh, when I played the original God of War 2018, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I could see see it, but I wasn't head over heels like everybody else was for the story itself. I was more loving like the Leviathan acts and the combat and how they changed it so much. This one here, I was just in shock of the emotional journey they took with so many different characters. Not just Atreus, not just... Um, Kratos. They did it with just the side characters. They did it with so much. You, you. I, I don't want to give other characters names away um, for the people that haven't played it. I'll just say the two characters everybody keeps seeing in the commercial. But they had such different journeys, and even in near the near the end, both Atreus and Kratos did things that I never expected the, their characters to do, and I was actually in shock. So I, I commend the writers, and I commend everybody who made this game to actually shocked me and I, I thought the story was going to go in a totally different direction and it didn't. I was for it's very rare when I, I play a game and I'm like, oh you can you can sort of see the foreshadowing of where it's gonna go. And I didn't see this coming. I was uh I was greatly impressed. It was a great game. The the combat was pretty much the same as twenty eighteen. I, I will say that they did add extra puzzles, they added extra moves. They still did the amnesia thing, but uh that's what video games do. But I was I was very impressed with they took a game and they just super polished it. And that's what I was expecting and that's what I got. Um, and maybe that's why I didn't win Game of the Year at the Game Awards because I, I will say God of War 2018 was, I mean, God of War 2022 um, is, it really is just a super polished God of War 2018 with an expansion on the story. It is a continuation. It's not this new adaptation. So it wasn't going to wow us like it did in 2018. But I, I truly, truly love the story. And that, that to me, for games, it's all about the story for me or the enjoyment, but that wowed me. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I mean, we, honestly, 
we all kind of thought felt that you were probably felt that way ever since, you know, we put the review together and like ever since, you know, mm-hmm. when I heard you so passionately talk about it and then all the, this content you wanted to do around God of War, I was like, yep, this is definitely like the court's like number one, like hit it out of the park good. kind of thing. So yeah. And so I, I have that. to say one of my, one of my favorite parts of the year was just messaging you back and forth being like, did you see this? Did you see that? What do you, can you believe that just happened? I will say that I think you're spot on. Like, this to me, and I said it in our review, and I'll say it again, like Ragnarok feels like the end game to God of War 2018's, you know, Infinity War. Like it really does feel like the next step forward. While continuing what they started in 2018, they took everything, they improved upon it, they played with your expectations in a way that was genuinely surprising all the way through. Every time I'm like, this is what's going to happen, they're like, no, 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 no. And it's just like, again, like for a game to... For a AAA first-party Sony game to come along and to just defy a lot of what we thought was going to happen while also just building upon everything that they did before, there's a reason why it's your game of the year. Yeah, man. Nice. Well, Sounds pretty good. I'm, I'm just a simp. I'm just a caveman. Yeah. It's pretty good. It sounds pretty good. But Court, anyways, like fire. Yeah, I do. Court, I know you got to get going because I'm looking at the time. I'm like, I know you got to appreciate that. Peace out. But thank you so much once again for joining us for this session, Court. And uh, I hope you have a good rest of your evening. And of course, where can people find you on the internet? You, you can find me at Court Lowen on Twitter, um, and you can find me at Carpool Gaming. I, I this question, I don't know what it is. It's like it's like a question that drives me crazy. <laughs> I, you, you, know what, you can find me. Just find me anywhere. Just type in Court Lowen's name into me, Google, right? and you'll find him. That's what's funny. I don't know. Love you, Court. Whatever. His address is I, in the show notes, everybody. I, I, I was going to say, yeah, please. <laughs> I think it's like Sean has this like Capri, like the pants thing, and it's such a good line. And then when it's like, where can you find me? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm, Court, I'm, like I'm the familiar. judicial system. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can also find him cranking out YouTube shorts over on youtube.com slash carpool gaming as well. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. 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 I wear shorts. Sure. Mm-hmm. Can I, Court? Go to, go to bed. Yeah, go to sleep. Do we need? A, do we need? A, hold on. Do we need a sister podcast, the Pants Podcast, where it's the Shorts Podcast? The George. Yes. Yeah. The George Podcast. The George Starring Court Malone. Of a various, you know, articles of clothing podcast. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Well, now that Court's gone, now we can say all the bad things we we don't like about Court. Clearly, clearly that he's gone. I know. We wouldn't do that. That's something mean we wouldn't do. In fact, something else. That's mean that we wouldn't do as well as we're going to hear from the community as well. Talk more about these games. Uh, Master segue. Look, okay, I needed to come up with a segue, and that was the best to come up with. The the truth is, I want to kill time because I'm sure Lockleth will be joining us in about five minutes. So uh, we got Blaze Knight, a game Mike. Blaze Knight. At Blaze Knight 0923 over on Twitter. Um, He hangs out in the Backlog Busters Discord as Blaze Knight as well. And his personal top three games of the year are as follows. He's actually, he went in depth with some of these, which I, uh, I really appreciate, by the way. So his third favorite game that he played this year was As Dusk Falls. This interactive story manages to stay compelling while keeping your choices impactful throughout the story. Multiple people know I played this title and we all had different experiences and overall feelings about the story and characters as a result. And then his second favorite game of the year was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, I had a distinct mm-hmm. privilege of playing through this excellent game with both my daughter, a friend and his son for some awesome five player online couch co-op action. This game hit nostalgia just so right. 
and this game's pixel-perfect art style is an inspiration to be sure. And then his final favorite game of the year was A Plague Tale Requiem. He says that this game takes everything great from the first game and improves it tenfold. Perfect stealth leveling system that caters to your playstyle and a captivating story that keeps this game top of the charts bar none. So there you go. Those are some those are some interesting choices as well. I know like I don't know if we're going to talk about as dust falls at some point during the show, but I remember like our discussion about as dust falls might have been like one of my favorite review discussions this year because we got to talk to Blazite's point about like all the stuff that was like totally different with when we yeah. were playing it, which was just like super fun to talk about. Um, so I did really enjoy that discussion a lot. And I think that that's a good choice in there. And then uh, Plague Tale, I don't know if we're going to talk about that one either, but I know Kevin Ainsworth will be proud that at least someone brought up Plague Tale Requiem since I know that the, that was his favorite game of this year. But get a job. Kevin. I'm going to jump in on this get as job, dusk falls things. Can we, get can we job. talk about as, as dusk falls for, yeah, for a sure. second? We can, can we talk about it because you're right, Ryan, like the, 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 kind of the joy of that game is in the discussions like you it's one of those that you wherever you are in it you've got to be messaging a friend who's like like what did you do here like what happened like i don't know that there's really anything like groundbreaking really about it but except for the fact of all the different branching paths like i was really surprised at all the like actually different outcomes that can happen mm. and we, even within we did it i think we tricked our own minds in our own uh spoiler cast conversation where i thought that that was we generally had covered it and we totally didn't man i listened to a couple others like shout out to the to the good morning guys and i, I want to say uh, save the game media maybe um there's a bunch out there and if you have played this game seek out those spoiler casts i feel like more so than most games that came out this year that was one that you'll want to check out like if you think somebody is guaranteed to survive the entire journey, even if you think they're like central to the story, mm. I would say it's highly possible that they don't. And I was shocked to see that in some of those conversations. So it was very cool, man. Yeah. Shout out to Blaze Knight for that call out, man. Yeah, that's a great, yeah. nice one. Because, yeah, I don't think it's, um, it's, it's not a God of War. It's not an Elden Ring. It's not any of these games. And so it's great to have this represented in our celebration of video games. It was also it was just like so different from a lot of other stuff we played this year too, which was also totally. things I really appreciated about it. And uh, spoiler alert, that's not the last time we're going to be talking about it because actually we have more community members mm. that mentioned it. Oh, so. spoilers. Ooh. We'll talk about spoilers. that. But, you know, as soon as Lockleth turns her camera on, Lockleth is joining us as well. Hello, Lockleth. How are you doing this evening? Well, hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this very wacky game of the year show. Oh, by the way, you know, we set the tone earlier for, for you know, how wacky the show is. It's kind of off the rails. It's kind of a thing. Uh, we're not even through people's like third picks at this point for your update as to where we are at this point. But Matt, of course, wants to get you involved in his game. So, Matt, take it away. Hey, Lockleth. Um, we're playing a game uh, that we came <laughs> up with a little while ago. Um, basically, oh, we've all, we, it's a game. Um, <laughs> we're all guessing each other's games of the year, and you have been assigned Court. What do ah. you think Court's game of the year is? Now, just so you know, Court, who just left, did say his mm -hmm. game of the year already. So the audience knows as well mm -hmm. what it is. So yep. that makes it even more fun. Yeah. It's super fun. So what do you think Court's game of the year is, Lockleth? I'm going to say God of War. Okay. Ragnarok. Okay. So just to give you some, some context, Seth guessed yours. 
Okay. And we're not revealing the answers until the end. But oh. he said yours was Disney Dreamlight Valley, which we'll see if it's true as as the 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 car rolls on through the drive through. You know, that's right. Whoa. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Nailed it. Got the pun in there too. Yeah, oh. I'm so proud of you, Just Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Good God. <laughs> okay, get the show. Back on the road anyways, since Lockleth just got here, I don't want to surprise her just yet by forcing her to say her game. Sean, it's finally time for you to talk about your third favorite game. And you're not blowing me off this time. You're actually going to talk about it this time. I'm (laughs) calling on you. What's your favorite favorite game this year? One of my second favorite games that I played this year that didn't come out this year (laughs) (laughs) was Rise of the Tomb Raider. Ryan, this game that was... Such a storied uh, entry in the Tomb Raider franchise, an exclusive on Xbox One, as everybody recalls. A timed exclusive, indeed. Um, I went through that Soviet faction place, and I found all the things, and I discovered there's the great DLC with this thing. And my goodness gracious, you guys, Rise of the Tomb Raider was really good. Ryan, how much is this upsetting you on a scale of 1 to 10 that I'm, that I'm being a little... 72. 72, okay. 72. My number three <laughs> actual factuals... Uh, game of 2022. This might surprise you how low on this list it is. Is Vampire Survivors one what? of just it, it's an absolutely glorious sample of pure video game goodness. I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely concerned that it's impacting my health and my overall just like hormone system. Like, I don't think my dopamine should be flowing like this. Is that a hormone? What is that? What is dopamine? I'm not sure. It's just a chemical something. in your body, Sean. It's a brain thing. I'm not really sure, but man, like it's, it's altering my natural state. That's how good this game is. It's just pure unadulterated video game design. And I'm I'm head over heels, uh, but head, but Vampire Survivors is it's actually hilarious too. Like you just talk to people about it, and it's over the top. It knows exactly what it's doing. But even at its heart, you are I guess it's kind of like a roguelike. You 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 die. You're definitely going to be dying at the at the end of this. And then you upgrade your character a little bit, and I'm hooked in that loop, man. I had something weird happen. One of the last times I played it. I've got, I think, a 500-plus gamer score on this thing. So weird stuff is happening. I thought I knew what this game had in store, but I had, like, glowy lights. I was transported to another land and weird stuff, man. So Vampire Survivors, number three for my Game of the Year 2022 list, my friend. Nice. Now, quick question for you. I saw that DLC just came out for it. Are you going to play the DLC? I'm all over this game. Like, this is one that I'm checking the achievement list. Like, if I can get a 1,000 gamer score, I don't know if it's, like, totally possible. I'm not... I don't know. We'll see. But DLC, yeah, of course. This yeah. is... I feel like I jumped into this game at just the right at just the right time. Now, the only problem is, I feel like Fire Emblem comes out in, like, two days or something crazy like that. And I do... I should say there's a, there's, a, there's a couple games that I haven't played enough of. One of them is God of War Ragnarok. I, I've started yeah. it. I'm maybe 10 hours not even maybe five or six hours into this thing i see where it's going i see what it has to offer but it's not even part of my consideration because i just wasn't able to cram it in there so my god yeah but at least the cramming session definitely paid off because this is it's just one of those things where if you didn't do your game of the year cramming session like vampire survivors would have never made it at this point oh you don't even know how much this cramming session has paid off ryan turford this is just the tip of the old iceberg up here in canada and our oceans and icebergs 
and the cramming session just continues on. Yeah. It's so when you play it on Xbox, because I've I've downloaded it on my phone, I've heard the hype. I when it came out on the game awards, I was like, okay, let me download this thing. Does it auto attack for you? Yep. Uh, okay, so that's just that's you're just, just moving. That's the game. You are just moving. Okay. Yep. All right. And dodging and dipping and diving and dodging. Diablo and, two and hammered in build the game. Yep. That, that was for you, Ryan Turford. Very good. I'm very glad you could be. <laughs> very good. Very, very good. good. Very good. <laughs> An hour in and Ryan's yes. like, oh my God. Quite. Quite. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. It's, it's, my brain doesn't hurt at all, but uh, but I'm actually, again. Anyway. <laughs> Look, I didn't even say it this time and Matt's got the sign ready to go. By the way, Matt made it an anyway sign for those who are listening at home as well. People need to watch the YouTube video. I'm telling you, we're having Must. a blast. Oh, oh trust me. The, video, the YouTube video, if you aren't watching it, is actually going to be really great because uh, future Ryan is putting a whole bunch of spiffy stuff into this video. It's probably going to be like Ooh. our most well-produced video of the entire year. So there's there going to be fancy stuff you're seeing as it comes. That's Very perfect. Nice. Can't wait. Yeah. Sync clap. I hate you. Sync clap. <laughs> Anyways, there, just for you, Matt, just for you. Um, n- welcome, now that you've had time to settle in a little bit, I want to hear from you now. What is your third favorite game that you played this year? So we're saying third as in like out of three, this is the lowest of the- That is what you would consider the lowest. Again, this is, this is all about you. Or if you don't want to put them in your own order, you can just whatever game you feel like talking about. That works too. So I'm going to say, and I'm not going to also, I'm not also not going to mention that I really just put thought into this today for this. <laughs> we all did. I prepared. I prepared ahead of time. Um, so I would say my third would be <laughs> Pokemon Violet. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Let's there go. She made up her mind about it the second before she said the words. Yeah. Like that could have been another game. I feel like I just saw the, like, the Excel spreadsheet the swap it out. There. Yeah. I don't. I don't have pictures of games over here on my on my screen over here. Nor do I have my Switch right here to remind myself yes. of what I played today. Played today? That I, was, are all three just these are the top three games I played today? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> today in the year 2022, it counts. Today, December 15th. Yeah. Today, December 15th, 2022, which of course is not the day people are listening to this, by the way. They're listening to this on Boxing Day as well. Just throw it out. But anyways, continue. Why why Pokemon Violet? Because I know you and Seth just uh, you, Seth and Matt also just did a giant episode of the RPG Cave about it. But I want uh, we want to hear from you. We all what why why Pokemon Violet? Why is it awesome? Well, I mean, I just like that even though it was broken. Clearly. And it was broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, you're going to hear another one on my list is very similar to this. Um, Pokemon Scarlet, number two. <laughs> <laughs> number one, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet double pack. Yeah. And then Arceus, let's just, let's just name all three at once. Um, but however, forgetting about that piece of it, the story and just being able to go everywhere... Uh, not really being like defined by what you have to do. Like I haven't even finished the game yet and I'm already, it like, it just sucked me in. And I think that was my number one thing that I was looking into when it came to, you know, my games of the year was what sucked me in for a pretty decent amount of time. And that was one. (laughs) No, no. Like I played more of this than I did of Kirby. Wow. Land. Yeah. 
that, that's kind of so, crazy to think about. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad, first of all, someone brought Pokemon because I don't know. I don't know if anyone else is going to bring up Pokemon tonight, but that's one that, like, like, even though it's broken, just like you said, it's like, it's very, very fun. It's honestly one of the best RPGs I played yeah. this year, despite the mm-hmm. fact that the game is incredibly broken and I'm part of the problem for going out and spending money on it. Just to show glad I didn't right. have to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it had to be said. It had to be said, of course, but um, they can't keep getting away with this. But at the same time, they made it a pretty, go- pretty go- gosh darn good game here with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. But. Well, that's that's the frustrating thing is even though it is broken, there's a great game in there. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I found myself forgetting about a lot of the surrounding issues. The more I dug into it is does that make it OK? Of course not. But the game still is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's my game of the year, like regardless of the issues, uh, mm-hmm. I forgot I forgot about them. Like you said, pretty quickly, I was too busy trying to catch all the Pokemon, trying to do all the different side things, and it, like I said, it just sucked me in. And uh, I am gonna beat the game too, so if, if that says anything as well, like I haven't given it up. Like uh, Sword and Shield, I gave that up pretty quickly. It just it just felt like another, you know like every other Pokemon game, except for the story being different. But this is, this is quite different from those to me. So. Nice. Nice. Well, you know, along the same lines as you, Lockliffe, I'm actually going to bring in a member of the community whose favorite game was also this game, same game as well. Uh, we're going to bring in Chibi from the discord who actually points out that her name. Can is- I guess the game of the year? Can I guess Chibi's game of the year? Uh, sure. You can. It's definitely Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3. How right. did you know? How did you know? Nailed uh, Nailed I didn't it. have to say it. So, of course, Chibi also wanted us to shout out that she's on Twitter at uh, Destruct Alice on Twitter as well. So go follow her there as well. But yes, number one, Splatoon 3, great sequel for a Nintendo shooter and an extremely fun game to play competitively. And then number two is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Amazing storyline, excluding the bugs and glitches. One of the better gems to come out from Game Freak. And by the way, if you're watching the video version of the show, you're actually watching a clip right now of Chibi playing the game. Because Chibi actually That's put, cool. submitted a clip of, of cool. her playing the game. Nice. And then uh, last one on, on Chibi's list is Paper Mario with the Origami King. Nice. Wow. nice. She didn't say, but Good she game. said she really enjoyed it. Paper Mario and the Origami King as well. So Underrated. Had Great game, get, yeah. Had to get Chibi in there with the shout out. And of course, more love for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet as well. Well, now that everyone's given their third game, I haven't done mine yet. So it's a finally time for Ryan Turford to get in here and talk about his favorite games of the year. Now, you know, this kind of like what, something what Sean was saying, actually, this year was actually like super hard for me. Not because I didn't play enough games, because as Sean knows, I've played, I've almost played too many games this year. I was up there with Kevin Ainsworth. I've finished like 80 games this year. So I've played. Yeah, and you have a job. That's I, very and impressive. I, and I have a job too, on top of that. So yeah, like I, I did play a ton of games this year, but there wasn't like one or two or even five games that like stood out as like, all right, here's like my favoritest games this year. So it was like really hard to nail down like, which three games I would actually end up picking for my favorite games. Cause I had like a top 30 prepared. Yes. A top 30 games of this year that I prepared just of th- this year and not other years uh, that I could have talked about, but these were the three I kind of settled on after doing some thinking as well. And, and, and I mean, I, you know, I didn't come up with these tonight as well. I came up with these a while ago cause you know, I've had lots of time to think about this for other things 
you know, outside of this, um, with, you know, voting for game awards and stuff like that. So, um, my third favorite game this year might actually surprise people because it's not a genre that I typically like at all, but this game really wowed me in a way that I wasn't expecting all the way back in January. And that's Elden Ring. Elden Ring is my third favorite game of this year. Wow. I love Elden Ring. I love going around and playing this game. And I loved like the open world souls like formula they had going on here, where it was almost felt like breath of the wild mixed with, you know, bloodboard or, or dark souls. And I just really love that about that, th- this game. I love being able to approach any of the, the situations, however you wanted, except for the bosses, of course, which are, you know, typical, you know, dark souls type of type of boss, you know, rooms and stuff like that, that you're in. But I love being able to just go in the open field. And if I see like a powerful enemy, you know, sneaking up on them and taking them out rather than, you know, being fighting them in confined spaces like you normally would in a souls like game. Like I loved the freedom that, that you had as a player in Elden Ring, but also just the artistic design was just beautiful. Like I love the, the, the use of the specific colors that they use for some of the backgrounds, like just seeing that big kind of golden tree in the background, just the way the sky looked and stuff like that. Like it made it like really interesting to, to explore that environment. And it, and it really had, it's hooked to me for a long time. And even though I fell off towards the end of the game, like even, you know, 30 hours in, which again, sounds like a lot for a lot of normal games, but for Elden Ring, it's only kind of like a, the, the typical iceberg in a lot of ways. Um, but I just enjoyed every moment I, I played of Elden Ring and just really enjoyed going into it. If it wasn't for it, open world design being too loose, it honestly probably would have hooked me until the end. But I just really enjoyed, you know, the difficulty gameplay. I enjoyed the, the open world design and the enemy design and just everything about Elden Ring. I just really, really enjoyed it. It's a game, too, that I, I, I think about all the time wanting to go back and maybe giving a second shot to you should going back and finishing it or maybe just going and playing it on stream one day and just having fun with it. Like I really kind of want to go back to this game and give it a second chance. Cause I, I, I have a lot of great memories playing Elden ring this year. So I had to give it a shout out as my third favorite game of the year. And it's also the only game in this list that I haven't finished. So I had to give it that shout out as well, but there you go. Elden Ring, it's a game that exists. I'm, I, I was, you know, waiting for Sean to pipe in because he's also recently been playing Elden Ring as well. And it's a game that exists. It's a game that exists. <laughs> Look, yeah, that's that a Ryan Turford response. Okay, what do you expect from me? <laughs> Good. Go. Yeah, no, man, this game is this game is very special, and it's been talked about, you know, to death for the, and is really emblematic of like one of the games of the year for sure because it's just it it went beyond what people typically will play, what people typically talk about. Like, you know, grandmas were buying this game for some reason. This this was as popular as Wii Sports, I think is technically what ended up happening here. Yeah. Basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Elden Ring is, is dude, I, and I, it is part of my game of the year cramming session. I don't want to show my cards too much, but man, this game is, it's as good, like I had my doubts, you know, this game is as good as people say it is. And that's, a, that's lofty. People, you know, hold this up as some of the best games, not just this year, but like any year. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a lot. And it, it's hard to go into a game after an entire year. People saying still Elden Wing, still Elden Wing is still Elden Wing, <laughs> Elden Wing is what people were saying. Uh, and then but then it's like it totally lives up to it to what everybody said. So I'm with you, Ryan. This game is very good. 
Nice. I'm going to hop on this for a sec too, because like Ryan, I know we spent like the first couple months of the year with the PlayStation Drive this year talking a lot about Elden Ring. And similarly to you, like I'm not one that is crazy about FromSoft as a whole. Like I've tried Bloodborne, I've tried Sekiro. Elden Ring, I put a huge dent into. Similarly to you, I think I put like 30 to 40 hours in and I actually got like towards the end of the game and then fell off just because something else came out around that time. But like, the open world, the way that you can mess with your character, the way that magic is a very, very viable way to enjoy that game, even if you're bad at it. Um, it's it, it really kind of struck a chord for me. And similarly to you, it's one that's like kind of sat in the back of my mind all year, kind of thinking like, maybe I do want to go back to it. I was so close to the end. Maybe I do want to hop in and kind of clean it up. The thing that's just stopping me right now is just like, I know there's going to be a learning curve to relearn how to play that game properly, but it's one that I keep thinking about. So I don't know, I might hop back in as well because that game is something that's really, really special, even for someone who isn't a huge FromSoft fan. Nice, nice. Well, I'm glad we at least got to talk about it at least a little bit on the podcast as well. Because, again, I don't know how many other people had Elden Ring on their list, but I guess we'll talk about that more later because Seth, It's Lockless number one. It's true. Oh, yeah. Clearly, it's Lockless number one. Count on it. Watching, just from watching Sean play it. That's mm-hmm. got to be it. Yeah. Hashtag influencer. I thought I thought Lockless number one game was was the, the Forspoken demo, but I guess not. Anyways. Well, guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Moving on. Seth. I want to hear from you now. We're going to do it. Now it's time to talk about our number twos. So hit me with your uh, number two game of the year. Talk right? about number twos. Um, my number two, this is actually where I put Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a great game. Um, I think actually could have been number one. I actually, I felt like it kind of lost me at the end a little bit. Um, but other than that, like the other like hundred hours I spent with that game were amazing. And I think that it does some uh, really innovative and smart changes, especially from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I'm sorry to, you know, Quagmire and the other Xenoblade uh, 2 Quagmire's fans coming after you, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a great game, but it's just not like after playing Xenoblade 3, I was like, wow, like I'm so happy they removed like the gotcha mechanics, the weird like overworld stuff where you have to have like this blade to this level to burn a tree and you know they they removed all that junk and i'm so glad they did it it just makes the entire thing so much more palatable i think the combat's fantastic uh the characters the story the game made me cry like three times um you know like anybody who has played xenoblade chronicles 3 all the way through like there are two moments in this game two very specific moments where i'm like these were some of my favorite moments that I've ever encountered in my life playing video games. Like, I I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, but there are just some, like, amazing, incredible, all-time JRPG moments in here. I think it's the best soundtrack of the year by far. Yasunori Mitsuda, my favorite composer of all time, and I think this is his masterwork. Like, the quality of music the consistency, the amount of work on display here. It is just like a tour de force the entire way through. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal game. And um, yeah, it's like it's like on my short list of favorite JRPGs just ever. Like it's it's that good. Now, I didn't complete this game as the community continues to remind me and I apologize. <laughs> I am bad at that specifically. Um, But the thing that really captured me about this game is actually quite similar to the first Xenoblade, which is the premise. 
Like, yeah. I think that there can be a lot to be talked about, like how emotional it is. And it actually holds up quite well on the switch, uh, performs pretty well. It seems to be the, this is the, like Xenoblade can do it. Why can't Pokemon do it? Why can't right. these other games yep. kind of like actually perform well? There's lots to be said about all that, but dude, like the, the, the premise, the setting, the reason these characters exist in these worlds. And there's a certain sort of like rule set and there's this overarching, there's history there. That's what happens when you walk into a Xenoblade Chronicles game. If anybody hasn't played one before, it's like you're there for this really unique setting and you feel these characters have been living in there for a long time. Now, the one thing that I can't speak to is like how much that impacts later on in the story. Cause like, I don't know, man, like, I don't know if you end up in space for some strange reason or some strange dimension, like weirder things have happened. I think in JRPGs. Yeah. But the, at least when you start things out and you just have like these two kind of sides who hate each other and are battling endlessly and there's like a time clock. I just think that the the imagination that went into setting the rules around this world is definitely notable. And that's why I think it should be talked about in a game of the year conversation. It's it's something that gets lost often. We, we look for kind of like the impact, but the this is why like games like Dragon Age or or Skyrim or any basically anything from Bioware. It's like there's a whole novel set of stuff that exists before the game was actually produced, but it's not required reading. You can still go in and, and play these games and enjoy them. So I just wanted to throw a little extra love over to Xenoblade. An honorable mention, unranked honorable mention for me, only because I just didn't really get enough time into it. I think I'm still you know, about a fifth of the way through the tutorials, somewhere around like 30 hours into this thing. So still a ways to go on <laughs> yeah. it. It's, so yeah. Seth, I'm curious because like I tried to get into Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I probably spent like 20 or 30 hours with it before I fell off just because I the combat didn't really gel with me. Should I give Xenoblade Chronicles 3 a shot? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I mean, like, you know, ultimately the, the combat of the Xenoblade Chronicles games uh, remind me a lot of like MMO combat. You're still like waiting your turn and stuff, but the way that they have like, um, the way that they have restructured it and made it based on like a class system and the way that it is modular, the way that any character can be any class and they incentivize you to experiment with the makeup of your party the entire time, the way that unlike a lot of JRPGs, you really come to know your party. Like you get your entire party, the people that are going to be with you the whole game, you meet them within like hour one, you know? Okay. And it's not like, it's not like a chrono trigger. Like, Oh, I don't meet Magus until like the end of the game or whatever. It's like, it's an actual, you know, you, you get your full party right there from the outset and you really get to, everybody kind of gets their time to shine. Like Noah's kind of the main character, but actually all of them are the main character. You know, and I really love that about the game. Um, I think the combat is is phenomenal, and uh, I'd be very interested to hear to hear your thoughts on it. It's my favorite combat of the three. I think Xenoblade Two like had a little bit of like it, it went a little too far. I think it's really satisfying. Like Xenoblade Two, once you understand the combat system, it gets ridiculous. Just like these mm -hmm. infinity numbers, and like you're doing the chains and the bursts and things like that. But um, but Xenoblade Three, I think, is just the most approachable one in the series in terms of that. And and yeah, I mean, like Sean was kind of saying, like it's a war story, dude. Mm -hmm. Like this is a this this is a story about war, you know. Mm -hmm. And like the places it goes, I mean, like it's just it's really incredible. Like just an, what an accomplishment this game is. I still, you know, there there are just like moments in this game that that I'm gonna remember for a long, long time. Nice, nice cool. man. So. Before we move on, 
we got two we got two things I want to throw in here. Number one, y'all mentioned Quagmire. So I want to throw in Quagmire oh, submitted their their responses. A Quagmire at Quagmire uh, numbered 7341 on the Discord. Yes, they wanted the Discord shout out. So there it is. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. Quagmire's three favorite games of the year are Kirby and the Forgotten Land. And nice. then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Again, that one we've been hearing a lot from people too. Yeah. And very then nice. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, number one. Sounds like y'all were not very surprised by that though. It just, it's, you knew nope. it, it was coming. The man likes, the man likes Xenoblade, dude. <laughs> very cool. He does like it a lot. So had to give him a shot. Maybe an RPG cave with Quagmire on the, that there Xenoblade. Mm. Maybe. Mm. I, maybe he can sit down and talk about that there Xenoblade. <laughs> you know, fun, fun fact, Sean. Someone actually went back to our, our Xenoblade episode that we recorded about a year and a half ago on the RPG cave last week. And they commented asking where our Xenoblade Chronicle three review was. So yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where maybe, maybe Quagmire and Garrett Bland go on there and, and talk about that at this point. Who knows? So you're saying I have a chance to maybe play it still and, and catch up. There's still a chance. There's still the a chance. Session. All right. Cram session. Cram session. Cram session. Here we go. Chelsea, take care of the kids for the next month. I'm playing video <laughs> games. <laughs> My God. Uh, and <laughs> she's not home. She's not nobody's home. They're the kids are like they're there's no home. way. There's no, no there's, way you would actually not. shout that if she was home. That's not, not true. Not. Sean's done that before when she when she's been home. So uh but Lockleth, you know, so. Matt's not the only one who wanted to 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 you know ask some questions or play games tonight. So let's let's go on to you. Uh what uh, I have here you have some questions for us. Let's hear it. Mm. I do. I have a few mm. like side questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So welcome to Lockleth's editory categories. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. That's incredible. Well done. Snaps. <laughs> I know I came up with it all by myself. Look at me and my pigeon brain doing things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I my question to y'all is basically a console services. Game of the Year. So Game Pass, PS Plus, what off of those services, we could just name one, and I could start with you, Matt, if you think, if you have one off the top of your head, I'm just putting you on the spot. But um, what would be the game that kind of stood out to you out of those services? And maybe I don't have to put you on the spot, Matt. Your eyes got very big when I said that. (laughs) I have one if Matt doesn't. Okay. I'm going to save one, but I'm going to shout out Pentiment. It's one of my honorable mentions. Um, mm. I really, really liked Pentiment. It was a very weird game, a very strange game, one that was basically just like reading a novel. But there was something about it that really clicked and grabbed me. It's the mo- one of the most unique games I've definitely played this year. Um, and it's it's just a good time. It's strange. It's weird. It, it's a fun. It's a fun little adventure, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. Nice, nice. What about you, Ryan? Well. I'm glad I'm glad you asked Lockleth because I don't know if you've heard of this game. There's a little game where you play as a little dude and, you, you know, he's fighting bats and, you know, other monsters and cookie monsters and stuff. And Alf shows up. It's Vampire Survivors. What, what do you need yes. from me? What, what do you need to know? What do you need besides up. Vampire Survivors at this point? Just play Vampire Survivors. It's on Game Pass. That's what you need. The ga- Game Pass game of the year, Vampire Survivors, even though I can't award that title because Donnie Reese is not here to award the Game Pass Game of the Year. We need to, Sean and I need to figure that out at some point. Dottie needs giving out Game Pass Game of the Year. But come on, please, this is Vampire Survivors. There you go. That's that, I love how most of us, like, knew what it was before Sean. Like, you, you, till you said it, he was like, oh, yeah. 
That game. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, Cult of the Lamb didn't come out on Game Pass. <laughs> I was so confused. Well, of course, I've got, you know, Seth's short, Seth's amazing short that he made for Vampire Survivors in the back of my brain. So, of course, I had to think about all that. But there you go. Very, Vampire very Survivors true. is mine. Seth or Sean, y'all have yours? I mean, Picking I just gonna, won. I was going to say, yeah, I, I won. That's nothing it, serious. It's kind of, oh, it's, it's serious. Funny. I like I don't have an Xbox, so like I don't really play many Game uh, Pass games. What about a Nintendo Switch Online? Yeah, yeah like there's there's NSO, that. but then that's also weird because that's just like Nintendo sixty four and stuff. That still counts. Um, that's still part of go. the question. It counts. It counts. I'm actually gonna shout out because this is a game that I believe is currently available for PlayStation Plus. Mass Effect Legendary Collection, man. Yeah, man. Like like those are incredible, incredible games. Maybe my favorite trilogy, period, in video games. Like I just, those games are amazing. If you have PlayStation Plus, you you must play them. Like it's it is required. So, go with that. Mm, Sean, uh, I'm t- I was tempted to go with the Game Pass game, but now that Seth has totally thrown a bunch of shade over to the N64 games that are coming out, I want to no, highlight. Great. They're a little great. something. Oh, no, you had your chance. You, people heard what you said. No. Uh, it's on the internet now. Wave Race 64 is yeah. an excellent game, and it just came out on Nintendo Switch Online. We never thought it was possible. Ryan Turford said it would never happen because of the whole Kawasaki, Kawasaki. business or whatever. Yeah. Now he says that he, oh, I thought he was going to say, no, that's not what I said, but you did. You, no, you said I, no, I owned up to it. I said that. I said what yeah, I said. Yep. Yeah. Good on you, man. Uh, Shredder's Revenge also came out on Game Pass, so that's that's actually true. It's pretty decent as well, man. Like Game Pass was, it's actually a really hard category, and I don't care if I'm naming more than one game. I was um, about to say you're just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of what like Sean more. Yeah, pretty much. No, I think that was. I think that was probably it. Oh, Metal Hell Slinger, that was the one. And Singer, I've been saying Slinger this whole time. It's Metal Hell Singer. It's not Slinger at all. Sling that metal. Sling well, the metal. Sling it. Yep. That well, one was for Lockleth. I was going to say, now yes. that we've answered your question, Lockleth, you got to answer it as well. What's what? What's yours? Mine would be Stray because I played it. Oh, on nice. nice. Yeah, and that's why I was I was uh, I forgot about you know Seth. You don't really play anything outside of Nintendo for the most part, but uh, I'm surprised you didn't think of Stray. But I don't know if you ever got into it. But that that was my pick. I got pretty far in there. I still need to finish. My cram session didn't go as well as Sean's, so. <laughs> but I definitely want to shout that one out because I, I just loved it. It was, so, it was so much fun to play, even though it was difficult. Oh, yeah, Seth, I remember now. I remember. Oh, now. yeah, I can't play it. No, yeah, I happen. forgot. You nope. can't play Sorry. that game. It's too much. <laughs> it, it hurts you in the feels nope. too much. Can't do it. Um, but that would be my pick. But I also have dogs, so that's. Cats that's in peril. Can't do it. Nope. <laughs> Cats in peril. No. Oh my God! We are being invaded, invaded by a saucy potato. That is right, console Kato, the sauciest potato, has officially joined us as well. She hasn't exactly turned her camera on or a mic on, but I, I don't know how. I don't know how. I'm I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Where's the button? Where's the button? I need to find the button. Oh my God! Well. Okay. Okay. I, okay. 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 Oh, there We're we here. go. There she Woo. is. It has such We're a Christmassy here. background. It's nice. I know, isn't it? Oh my! Is that a Nutcracker's Christmas or something? It's yes. the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. 
Okay, I'm sorry, but I it seemed like a forced perspective kind of thing. I thought right, that was like a large thing further away. Yes, I, thought so too. I thought so too. That was amazing. Yeah, no, that's not what I thought was. I happening. thought that was like three it's like a tall dance. in the ground. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I thought okay. it was the floor. Oh my yes, god. Yes, I thought it was the floor, and I thought she just Mr. Fantastic her arm like all the way back. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that just broke me. Oh yeah. wow. Just my desk. I, I was gonna say in the tiny OBS box, it looks very, very like far away. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I can see that. Thank you so much for joining us, Kato. And uh we hey. Lockleth was was currently, you know, asking us very silly, you know. Just random questions. So that's kind of what we were doing. Okay. You that's joined. where we are. Okay. Yeah. Got it. But before Good. we go back to those, uh, Matt, I believe question. you have a question. I want to see Kato. what she's going to say. I, I, no, wait, 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 wait. Ask, ask Lachlan. That's uh, <laughs> what was your category thing called? And like, like, will you put us all on the spot? You're going to put Kato on the spot here as well. Okay. Well, welcome, Kato, to Lachlan's <laughs> editorial categories. And oh my, my question, <laughs> my question was. <laughs> Out of like console services, so like Game Pass, PS Plus, and I guess we're going to include Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. What would be your game of the year out of those like services? Oh, out of those services. Okay, this is going to be hard pick, because you can pick one out of any of those. This it could be just, Nintendo if you want. Yeah. Oh, we're just going like to poo on Kato like she hasn't played anything. I'm just year. hoping that you pick what I think you're going to pick. That's all. I just kind of well, steer in the right direction. The, go- the go-to would be Wave Race. Right? Yes. There it is. <laughs> oh, no. There However, it is. I played that one time. So I'm trying to I'm be... I'm satisfied. That's fine. Whatever I'm trying you to, to be more here. realistic here with my stuff. And I'm, I'm pretty sure... I don't want to say this and it not be applicable, but I'm pretty sure Lake was available... Yeah. on Xbox Game Pass. This and I played that on my Steam Deck a lot more than I played Wave Race. So I would have to go with Lake. I'm just That's glad you favorite. said Wave Race. That's fine. Yeah. Wave I was going to say, mm-hmm. I feel like you That's almost good. broke Sean Capri's poor heart there by not agreeing with Wave yeah. Race. <laughs> Is that what you said for yours? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm serious about it, but yeah. I said it. <laughs> I mean, okay. the fact that you said that over Vampire Survivors, Sean, just again, just shocks me. I thought we were, I thought we yeah. were buddies. I, I thought like, we were both going to be agreeing on that. But I just felt like it, it was already kind of mentioned. And Kato and I were very excited about the prospect of Wave Race potentially coming to the uh, Nintendo Switch Online. And again, with Ryan saying it wasn't possible, we we're just like, no, you got to believe. And so, and we yeah. can take full credit. On the Nintendo Drive. Like, we made it happen. We did that. We did it. Nobody but us. Yep. Nobody. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You're welcome. (laughs) So, now that you've answered the question, Matt, you have a question for Kato, too, right? I do. Hey, Kato. Um, We started playing a game where we're guessing each other's game of the year, and you got assigned Ryan. So, what do you think Ryan's game of the year is going to be? Oh no! Oh, oh yeah! Right? Oh yeah! Um, it's fine. You got to sign the easy person, Kato. It's okay. Okay. Think back. Think back. Um, you can do the it. The problem is, I literally can't even say half of the games that Ryan plays. There's only eighty to choose from, Kato. I only finished eighty I know. games this year. Only eighty. He has a top thirty list. Yep. 
What? Yeah, exactly. The nice thing about (laughs) JRPGs is you can just take different words and throw them together and then add a number at the end and you might be right. Okay, wasn't there like a, was there a Final Fantasy game that came out? There was a Final Fantasy game that came out. It just came out two days ago, though. Oh, this sucks. Which doesn't mean Ryan (laughs) didn't finish it. Right. Spoiler alert, Matt, I didn't Um, finish it. I honestly don't, can I phone a friend? I don't know. You can phone Uh, a friend. That'd be fun. As long um, as you actually call somebody who's like not related to this group of six at all, and just be like, "What's Ryan's game of the year?" Add yeah. text entirely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I have like two minutes to think yeah, about it? Think about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. While you think about it, I'm gonna, think about it. I'm, gonna it. I'm gonna do some research here. While, while you think about it, I'm gonna bring in a member of the community to then talk about their favorite games of the year. So we're gonna go to Bob Blah Blah at Bob Blah Blah five seventy four. Who says their oh, favorite three games of the year are Kirby and the Forgotten Land? I had zero expectations and end up loving the game. Splatoon nice. 3, its campaign is incredible. And then their favorite game of the year, which really surprised me, Two Point Campus is a ton of fun. I realized I didn't play many games Whoa. this year. What the heck? They, blah, blah, blah. Really enjoyed Two Point Campus, which is also a fun game, too. I also enjoyed That's a great game. game. Nice pick. I love that. That's also a really good uh, Game Pass game as well, in case you need a good uh, good Game Pass game. Going back to our yeah, previous Dude, I, I want to get that DLC. You go to space? What, don't you put, like, a campus on the moon or something? You do put a campus on the moon, and it's one of the highest rated things to come out all year, Sean. It's that <laughs> dang Two Point Campus expansion, and also give, giving Kato some more time to think. I'm also going to bring in Scott Wilkerson, who gave, you know, his favorite three games. And I think actually Seth likes two or three of these, actually. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was his yeah. third game. Uh, second game, Pentiment, which Matt just mentioned. Let's go. And then his nice. favorite game of the year, Neon White. Let's yeah. go. Yes. Scott Wilkerson's favorite game of the year. So huge shout out to, again to Scott Wilkerson and Bob Blah Blah, who wrote in their favorite <laughs> games of the year. Bob Blah Blah. Kato, okay, you still need I more time? I don't know, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Just I guess mean, one. Just take a shot. Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't even know if Ryan knows. Yeah. That's the thing. I, it's already I think, written down. I think Lockleth has changed her number one for like I don't know three or four Spoiler, times. Spoiler is Sean. My thing. number one has been my number one for at least a month now. At least a month. Okay. I'm gonna say. Was there a Persona game that came out this year? Uh, Persona Not 5. That doesn't Royal, count. That doesn't count. Out, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to say Bayonetta 3. Look, I don't okay. know. Bayonetta right? 3. Mark it down, Matt. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that. Mark down. I don't think it's that. But It's okay. It's just, it's just for the fun and spirit of, yeah. of random guessing. Okay. Funsies. For the funsies. Oh, who, who, who was in like charge I of mine? Uh, Sean, Sean, yeah, of course. Sean was in charge of yours, oh. and he. Am guessed, I allowed to know what you guessed? Yeah, yeah. So he guessed yours was Dreamlight Valley, but which don't, we'll okay. reveal, don't give it away yet. Yeah, we'll reveal them at the end once we actually start talking about our games of the year. But he guessed yours was Disney Dreamlight Valley, though he did okay. call it something entirely different. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. He was like, it was, was close what's enough. The, what's the game with Dream. Lilo and Stitch in the Disney presence? The Disney one, Dreamland Mountain. Yeah, okay. Dreamland. <laughs> I don't think I said mountain. That is kind. Of, that is actually what you said, Sean. You can't farm on a mountain. Everybody knows that. Future Ryan, roll back the tape. Roll back the tape, Future Ryan. 
Oh, look at that. <laughs> it's been confirmed. Future Ryan f- f- found it, rolled the tape. There we go. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Lockleth, did you have another uh, f- funny question for us? Yes. So welcome back to Lockleth's editory categories. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this question is biggest surprise. So there's a two part to this question. So a positive. So let's say it, this wasn't in your top three, but you liked it more than you expected. So there's the positive. And then a negative side. It wasn't in your top three, but you didn't like it as much as you thought you were going to. So a game that isn't in your top three game of the years, but you liked it more and one that you thought you would really love and didn't really end up liking. Yeah. So who, who, who has an answer? Who, who, who? For who? who? Pray, pray who has an they answer. They all showed up. Um, Shut up, Sean. Oh, Matt's, Matt's got his hand up. Okay, um, okay. I do have one. I do have one, actually. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, before I forget everything I'm about to say. Okay, so I, um, as are Lockleth and I think Court as well, are all, maybe all of you, I don't know, part of the Outright Games uh, little creators group. Um, and they sent me a code for Bratz, Flaunt Your Fashion. And that is a good game. It's a yes. good game. Okay, look, is it the best game ever? Of course not. But... As a mom or someone who looks for games for younger kids, top tier. If you're looking for a game for your kid that they can play without you having to assist them, highly recommend this game. It's it's voice acted. Like wow. That just sends it right up to the top for me because not even like Animal Crossing or Mario, those aren't voice and it's annoying. Anytime my child wants to play one of those games, I have to go over there and read every little thing <laughs> that they're saying every single time. And this is voice acted. So that was a game that I played that was better than I expected. And it's a good game. Nice. John, you should play it. Not a chance. I'm sorry. <laughs> cram sesh. Cram sesh. Definitely not. Yeah, make it part I of got, the cram session. I got a hours of Xenoblade to get to. No. Good God. And Total Annihilation, Ryan. We got to play those games. Of course, we got to play Total Annihilation. Uh, Matt, mm-hmm. you had a, your hand up. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Uh, positive surprise, Sonic Frontiers. Again, like, I haven't been, like, a massive, like, I haven't really truly enjoyed a Sonic game in quite a while. I'm not a huge fan of 2D Sonic, but Sonic Frontiers, again, not a perfect game, but one I really enjoyed. I had a lot of fun with it. The soundtrack is fantastic. The, like, the over-the-top big moments are a ton of fun. And just running around and exploring the world, there was like a certain zen like nature to it that I really enjoyed. Um, and a negative, a uh, game that I, you know, was thinking I was going to like and didn't end up liking that much, uh, Soccer Story <laughs> is a game that didn't ultimately resonate with me very much. I didn't think it was, it, it pulled off everything it set out to do. Um, but yeah. I'll pick Sonic Frontiers for positive and Soccer Story for negative. Nice. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I have, first of all, I could have had like oh, so many that fits the the positive side, like Diofield Chronicles, Sonic Frontiers, like a bunch of those games really could have fit that that void. Um, I actually gonna start with my negative one first because I, I, you know, want to get the, the negative one out of the way. Uh, honestly, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker started from me was a big disappointment. Mm. It was a game that I was like really looking forward to this year. 
Um, because, you know, I saw that, you know, the trailers for it and stuff like that. And I love Star Wars, of course. I love all the Lego Star Wars games. And I was like expecting to really fall in love with that one. Um, but just the way that the, you know, the open world is kind of designed in that game. It just wasn't very fun at all. Like, I just really did not have a good time playing the game. And I know, you know, other people actually, to its credit, actually like that game. But for, but for me it. personally, yeah. I was really, really let by, down by that game and just didn't really enjoy it. But the game that I actually have to slot in here, as it, and it's actually a very recent game. So there may be some recency bias in here, but I have to give it a shout out anyways. Because uh, Sean Capri actually heard me tell talk about this game two weeks ago on the Xbox drive. And that game is need for speed unbound because yes. all the need for speed games for the, over the last like 10 years, basically going all the way back to like need for speed. Most wanted have not been good. And this one just kind of came out of nowhere and really grabbed me and to the point where like now I'm ready to go buy the full game. Cause I really enjoyed what I played in this game so far. Like I've really enjoyed my time with need for speed unbound. I did not expect to like it at all. And it's one of the best racing games I've played in a long time. I'm really enjoying it. So I got to say Need for Speed Unbound. Fantastic pick. One that I was not expecting to like nearly as much as I did. So got to give it a shout out. I don't think anybody was. We all know how much you hate cars just in general. Yeah. And, and, and the pirates. fact that like two of and my pirates and cowboys. And I would throw it on there. You know, two of my seven favorite games of the year are card games because you got that. And you got Grand wow. Christmas 7, which I also really enjoyed this year, too. So oh, God, funny to asleep. think about. I mean, happy for you. Yeah. What? Anyways, what, what about you guys? I want to hear from uh, Sean and Seth because you guys haven't gone yet. Does it count if I didn't play it, but I returned it because of how broken ass this game was? Oh my gosh. Here we, we go. Here we go. Oh, no, it doesn't right. count. Doesn't, doesn't no, count. No, it counts. Okay. You can say it. No, I'll, I'll say something else. It's fine. I get to say two things that way. Um, the game that I, that was, and I, I think it might be one somebody here's game of the year or number two at least uh, i'm gonna take a lot of crap for this you guys more than what i just said horizon the new one horizon is not West. good horizon <laughs> horizon the new one. whatever the new one is called whatever <laughs> yeah. i think that game is not good and i wow. wanted to like it and i think the story goes just absolutely bonkers i think it has totally lost its way as far as what was actually interesting about it it's going in the totally opposite direction it's the i think the combat is tedious i don't think it's fun like at all i'm tired as firing off my arrows at this these animals and it it takes too it's too long it's too much so i don't like that game very disappointed and i'm this sounds like i'm like i'm actually smiling as i say this because i'm getting reactions (laughs) from everybody on the call here arrows fired uh I, but truly like disappointing bullets. in the in words i like words bullets. are like arrows <laughs> exactly <laughs> words are like arrows that just you know they don't have the right attachment on the end and it takes you too long to kill the enemy and golly i think the concept around this game again the premise around it is excellent and it looks amazing and it has all the hallmarks to a game that should be in my game of the year kind of category and, and discussion so i was truly disappointed and i just felt like the longer the game went on the longer the story went on the sillier it went and i just i i'm not a fan of where they took that story not even a little bit nice but All a good right. surprise yeah what's the it, good surprise also <laughs> a bad surprise was lego i agree with you ryan and also a bad surprise was uh, sonic frontiers that camera system no oh, get out of broken. here the slander you, no. yeah i can't believe you haven't said mario strikers yet i can't believe that has oh that, snap that's oh. a bad one 
that's actually how far out of my brain it really is. I've really just like, yeah. I went deleted that. Definitely Mario Strikers. Okay. Ryan, delete everything I just said about Horizon. <laughs> whoop, 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 that's a. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, Striker's definitely the one. Um, I feel like a lot of my surprises are in my top three, honestly. Um, but I'll say Kirby. I'll say Kirby is probably, like, I kind of was hope- hopeful. Um, I guess I was surprised that it stuck the landing. And I was also surprised at the, kind of the second portion of the game. I, I, I've heard this is a spoiler to not really give too much of it away, but there's another kind of portion. Um, excellent. Really, really good. Despite what y'all think, I think, about Kirby. Nice. What Seth? you think I think. What, what I think, you um, think I think. I we've you, already Seth? talked about it a lot, so I won't belabor the point too much, but my biggest positive surprise is Marvel Snap. Like I I really shouldn't like it. I don't like playing games on my phone. I'm not even the world's biggest Marvel dude. And um and like I, I love I absolutely love that game. Um negative surprise for me is probably Nintendo Switch Sports, actually. because uh, mm, like mm-hmm. I I think Wii Sports is like a magical game from outer space. Like, I think that game is incredible. And Nintendo Switch Sports, like, there's nothing inherently wrong with it, but it just didn't grab me the way I was hoping it would. And so I'm not disappointed in the game as much as I'm disappointed in, like, my relationship to the game, I guess. Like, I I feel like there wasn't anything that, like, kind of kept me on the hook for it. So short and sweet. Nice. Nice. And uh, Lockleth, since you asked the question, do you have an answer yourself? So mine are mine are recent played games that I've that I've actually started playing. One negative, one that I thought I would enjoy for the most part, but ended up not wanting to finish it, is the game Endling. Mm, the Fox one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, basically you have to keep your babies alive, and one of them did not uh, stay that way, and I'm never playing that game again. <laughs> oh no, can't do it. Nope, one never, of them that's did a not pass. stay that nope. way. No, no. It, it, yeah. it unalived. No, no. The whole family like were sad about it, and I was like, and I'm ending no, my video no, here. No. Like I recorded playing it too, and luckily I didn't show my face because there were actual tears. <laughs> oh my god! So that no. is one that I thought I would. Not be so upset about, but I got upset and I, I should have known better. One that I I always go into games without, you know, high expectations so that I'm not disappointed. But one that I went into that same way and ended up even loving more than I thought was the game Akka that actually yeah. came out today. But I got early access, luckily, and was able to play it. Um, so thanks to the devs and all of them for, you know, providing me the code. But that game was so cute so adorable in all the right ways and i'm i am for sure finishing that game like i've played mm-hmm. it since i did my video on it like i was pleasantly surprised at all the little details so a great call yeah nice nice well anyways we're gonna move on so uh we got to get this show on the road because kato we've all heard said our fa- third favorite game of the year but we haven't heard from you yet, so we got to hear from you. Okay. What was the third best game that you played this year? And it doesn't have to be from this year. The third best game I played this year. Okay. I just want to preface all of my top three by saying none of them will be Animal Crossing. What? Even though I know that I love Animal Crossing. And like, look, I play Animal Crossing all the time. I get it. It's my top favorite game of all time, probably. But... This is going to be not different. This time. Yeah. Not this time. Not this year. Just like how I did um, pick Sims 4, but I talked about it earlier anyways. Right. Yeah. 
Um, my top three game, and I feel like no one is going to see this coming. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yeah. Man, I would have said, I definitely would have guessed that. I got your top three lockdown, dude. I'm so in. (laughs) Oh, my God. I want to change my top game just to throw you off. (laughs) (laughs) Kirby and the Forgotten Land. So good. So good. Such a good game. I was, I mean, add this into the pleasantly surprised. I don't really like Kirby games typically. Sorry. The two over there who are Kirby obsessed. I don't normally like them, but um, this one was great. It was great. I played. I think I'm on the last area of this one. Um, I don't. I don't beat games ever. So for me to get that far is saying something. And um, it's great. If you don't have it yet, go buy it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Per, again, I mentioned earlier, Kirby very popular with the community as well. Lots of love out there for Kirby. So you're definitely not alone with the Kirby love. And also it's, it's just cool to see people actually liking Kirby this year. And Bobby would have been so mad that there would have been, you know, yeah, Bobby would have love loved it though. He, that's true. Bobby he actually, he would have hated the fact that he would love that game. So he would have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. Oh man. But uh, anyways, speaking of the community yeah, as well, is- we're going to, I'll bring in someone else as well. While Sean plays a, with Kirby toys as well. I'm trying to, Trying to find a good Kirby one, but I don't. I think we're all, we, we've used all our Kirby. I feel like Dark ones. Helmet playing with his toys again. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Ooh, we're gonna bring in. We're gonna bring in Fuya, aka Foolish Fuji, on Twitter and hey. TikTok and on Instagram as well. All the Foolish Foolies. I, in fact, she actually spelled all of them out, so I even put them on the screen to make it look all fancy. So, Fuya said her third favorite game of the year was Pokemon Legends Arceus. This game is such a breath of fresh air and very chill. All year I have been jumping in and out of this game, so I just want to relax and catch Pokemon on my own time. No need to battle if I don't have to, um, to which this game mechanic I love very much, and it is kind of being missed in Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. Her second favorite game was Spiritfarer. This is a game that we discussed in the Backtrackers earlier this year. I fell in love with this game instantly, and at 56 hours played, it's safe to say that Spirit Fair is my favorite. The management aspect of Spirit Fair is fairly simple. I love that the build as you go concept of upgrading your boat, the way that you can change the layout of your boat is also very satisfying, kind of like playing Tetris, but you're totally in control. The overall story is very heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. And can we talk about that music? Wow. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, to Kato's point, her th- favorite game of the year is also Kirby and the forgotten land. Um, sorry, wow. sorry, but not sorry. Sean is what she says in brackets here. The, I did. Yeah, I know. The <laughs> what have you guys you done can, to me? The fact that you can control bigger items with Kirby just got me giggling to no end. I it's love got a this mouthful game. mode. It's one of the qu- quickest, quirkiest games I have played all year. And the story really sucks you in. See what I did there, especially towards the end. My favorite of the mouthful modes, of course, is the car or the pipe. I can't seem to pick. No, I think the pipe might actually be my favorite because of this very funny and big reaction I had when I first saw it in the game. And actually, there's an accompanying clip that goes with it. So future Ryan, roll that clip now. And thanks, Fulia, for submitting that clip of you falling over with the pipe. As Sean, of course, continues to laugh at the fact that he, you said that the pipe is the best. So. 
there. No, you, Fulia really took us on a journey with that. Like we thought Seriously, there wasn't going to be a decision to be made, and then then she chose it. <laughs> wow! Had <laughs> me in the first half. Whiplash, man! Holy cow! Exactly. I thought so, it was a Nagachaka question at first. Oh, don't worry. We're getting to Nagachaka later. It? We're getting to Nagachaka. Nice. He, he's his time hasn't <laughs> happened yet. But <laughs> I was gonna go to Matt next, but it's just falling over. Time no, it's a, it's a night of giggles, man. <laughs> Matt and I are just like, trying to keep get it together. into Nagachaka. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyways, so Matt can mm-hmm. hold up his anyway side now. Uh, Matt. I want your second game. Give me your second game. So my second game is similarly keeping up games that I was not really anticipating, but ended up really, really resonating with me. Uh, my second game is Neon White. So yes! shout, out, shout out to Scott for, for putting it as his top. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Some of the best level design in the last number of years, full um, stop, like the way that those levels flow together and how explorable they are within themselves and like especially if you start going chasing after um you know some of the higher ranked times and have to start chasing after some of like the treasures and stuff that are hidden in every level unbelievable how the stuff some of the stuff that you have to pull off and the way that you chain these cards together it is so high octane and it is so much fun it is just a blast it's the first game i played on my steam deck steam deck this year and just was obsessed i was obsessed it was just so so good loved every second of it the music's fantastic and even just like the persona esque elements of relationships and stuff that's built around it was just was just a good time. It, it was entertaining all the way through. I absolutely loved Neon White, and I'm glad now. Like I'm starting to see the leaderboards come up on Twitter again because it's just hit PlayStation. Um, but my like my gosh, what a what a game! I, I just I, I loved it a lot. Yeah. In what fact, those leaderboards from new platforms totally started a Twitter beef, of course, with our friends over at the trophy room mm-hmm. and kind of funny, which is just I, you love to see it, which is just a whole thing We're you know, they're trying to be the, the best players in the world at Neon White. I actually, you know, just picked up Neon White, um, but I haven't had a chance yes. to play it yet because it just came to yes. PlayStation and I was waiting mm-hmm. for it to come to a console that wasn't Switch. Um, and now that it's on PlayStation, I think I'm, I'm, I'm finally going to get a chance to check it out this week. That's what right. I'm excited about which maybe we'll talk about in the future at some point. I have just found Neon White on Apple Music. The soundtrack is on Apple Music. It comes in two parts. Dude, the music in this game is excellent. I I feel, again, I don't want to show my hands too much, you guys. But But you're showing them right now as you're talking. You're doing this with your hands. My hands. I don't know what to do with my hands at all. Yeah. Great music. Dude, you said it. I mean, Matt said it so eloquently. This this game is is for everybody who enjoys everything that is part of these games. Is it fast? Is it a speed? Is like speed chasing, speed racing, speed racers? What is it called? What? What? Speed running. Speed running. Running. Thank you. Thank you. Speed racers. Speed racer. (laughs) What? The card elements, whatever. This game is for everyone. Like, I just feel it feels great to play. And, of course, the music is great. So that's what made me think about going to check it out on Apple Music. People should go check it out there as well. Or Spotify or wherever. On all the things. All the places. All the places. Well, next up, Seth. I want to hear from you. What's your second favorite game you played this year? Didn't we already, we already did that, right? Did we? Seth did is Xenoblade. Oh, yeah, I got rid of yeah. I got a spreadsheet. It's, it's future Ryan wanted this out because Sean Capri, it's your turn now. What is your second favorite <laughs> I was game? I was not expecting that. All right. One of the other favorite games that I played this year that is not what the question that you asked me right now, Ryan. Uh, Fury is a game that I play every year. It's a boss rush game. 
from the Game Bakers. Uh, it's an absolutely spectacular game. Uh, wonderful soundtrack as well. And um, also throw a shout out to Gears of War 4. I played that this year. And that game is has been forgotten. And that's a shame. That game is wonderful. And so people should go play that. My number two actual game, since you asked, Ryan Turford. This may surprise some of you, but it is a is a victory of my recent undertaking of Game of the Year cramming session. Uh, thanks to our friends at um, uh, Bandai Namco for providing a code. There it is. Is Elden Ring this yeah. game? I think. I think maybe if I had more time to spend with it, because I've not beaten. It, I'm not even close. Um, it, it might have climbed up to number one. So I'd be curious to see what the actual number one is. But Elden Ring is special, and you know it from the second that you start that game up. And it feels exactly the way it should feel. The the overall just like architecture and atmosphere is insane. And that's why I think it's one of the reasons I think it's been so well regarded. But I look at that with I look at Elden Ring and it's like I just don't want to leave. I don't want to stop playing. And it keeps pushing back on me. All the reasons that I drop off of a lot of other games, it's like I'm not progressing. Well, I should be quitting. And I just don't. I think I spent, Lockleth was watching. Like, how long did I spend in the exact same area? Like, I did not move on. I was just sitting there, like, farming enemies. I was like, when you you talked about atmosphere, I said, I saw one little One area. (laughs) One atmosphere. (laughs) There was an atmosphere. You were, like, right here, and that's all I saw. Singular. That's that's the thing. I think there's obviously much more for me to discover, but it's funny because... Um, I would describe, I was talking about it online and I said, like, I've beaten a boss. And so somebody would say, like, oh, it was Mag- 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 Margaret, Margaret. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. And I had found, like, a whole bunch of other kind of dungeons to to go after and played it a bunch in the Discord and Drellish was cheering me on. A bunch of other people were kind of, like, watching along. And it's it's got such a great community around it as well. And that is very rare in games, especially if you're not only on Nintendo. Like, to to find a game that's on PlayStation, PC, and, and Xbox, where there's, like, this super supportive community that they want you to find things and explore, and there's, did you know about this? And it, it brings me back to the good old days of video games. And it seems that even though this is such a challenging, dark game... There's so much to discover. There's so many reasons to stick with it. And I think a lot of friendships to be made along the way, if I can go ahead and say something as corny as that. But Elden Ring is every bit as special as everybody's made it out to be. I'm going to continue to be playing this game for quite some time. But yeah, that's my that's my second pick for 2022. I'm so that's happy, Sean. Two. So happy. I kind of wanted us to do like the high five through the Discord. Yeah, we can't yeah, time it right because my, my internet's off, but nailed it. We totally nailed it. My God. But uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I'm going to bring in Argo. And the reason I'm bringing in Argo, because Argo might have also said the same thing you said. So Argo says God of War Ragnarok by a mile is his favorite game of the year, but also Elden Ring and then Cult of the Lamb as well. So thank you, Argo, for submitting those picks. picks to us as well. Those are some pretty good picks anyways also we are now officially joined by the doctor himself the level 99 elf medic mr garrett bland garrett how are you doing this lovely lovely evening good sir i'm doing good i'm coming in i'm healing the party yeah. it looks like the brave bunch right now the gaming <laughs> carpooling <laughs> totally. yeah. yeah the doctor I is love in, it. man yeah. yeah, at this point, the only person we're missing is Court because he was here earlier. But uh, then we would have had the full. If you go night night. He's yeah. tucked night into night. bed. 
So before we go any further, uh, because Garrett, we've been doing this thing all night. Uh, Matt has a question for you. So Matt, go ahead. Okay. Okay, Garrett. So we've been guessing yeah. each other's game of the year. Okay. Oh, but, okay. Be- but because of odd numbering, okay, we've all been assigned somebody. Okay. Okay. We did a group vote for yours. Okay. So we, we don't tell us the answer, but we think your okay. your your game of the year is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Okay. Okay. And you've yeah. been given a community member. So who what do you think Marcus McCracken's game of the year is? <laughs> Lord knows. I've, I yeah. I, I, take I, a I shot. wouldn't know. All right, I, I would take a shot at Elden Ring because it Elden feels Ring, like okay. it's safe bet. Yeah, safe bet. It, it's a safe bet right now. If if someone tried or played Elden Ring and has any familiarity with those game series, they're they're gonna call that a game of the year because yeah, everyone's okay. enjoying it. I feel like he just Excellent. proved why he's got a PhD. Like right? I really yeah. just think he just nailed it. it. It's an educated guess. I don't know right the answer. An like, I, I have no idea. But I literally I, just well, saw like all of the calculations pop off in his head at mm-hmm. once. Be like, hold on, I have to guess. Okay, Elden Ring. Well, we have a, we actually. Have a, we have what a I do moment, is though. I go to an AI model, you know, just like look it up, and you know, it'll, it'll look at all the information for me. Yeah. That's, that's how be an AI work. right now. That might be not sure. Garrett AI Garrett. has joined the channel, but uh, it's not compute. Now we actually have a prime moment here. In theory, I could actually tell Garrett if he's correct because you know it's a co- it's a it's a community member. We could actually just read off Marcus McCracken's True. picks right now. Do it. Do oh, it. Let's do it. Sounds right. good. Marcus McCracken's figs. Here we go. Marcus McCracken at Marcus okay. McCracken on Twitter, by the way. He wanted the Twitter shout out as well. So his favorite games of the year are Forza Horizon 5. Yes. Okay. Okay. As okay. Dusk Falls is his second All game. Right. Oh, he's an Xbox. He's nerd. definitely an Xbox Thanks. person, <laughs> which means Elder his favorite game of the year is Madden 23. Madden oh, 23 oh, was the correct yeah. answer. Sports games. And in yeah. fact, yeah. In close, fact enough. close enough. Marcus has got an explanation here as well. So if I may, I may, I'm going to read this. So, so far, these sure. are my top three games for the very simple reason. I'm able to play each one of them as a blind gamer. This means a lot to me oh. uh, with oh. the accessibility in Forza is tremendous as well as as Dust Falls. It's on another level again Every menu and end game narration there is for me to play in the game completely by myself. And as far as sports games go, the Madden franchise is the only one that I keep going back to because they keep doing an excellent job when it comes to accessibility. So, aw, huge huge shout out to to Marcus. That's really nice. How great is that? That's why, like, there was no way you were ever going to pick that one. But, you know, Marcus. Well, the first one to be wrong about it. Well. That's not I true. didn't have that oh, no. priory information, oh, no. you know? I have to revise my model now yep. and mm. implement the... Come back strong. That information and, just and gets fed into the Formulas are changing. It's added. Formulas are changing all around. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, yep. now you have a year to think about Marcus McCracken's next game of the year. So Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. actually a pretty good... <laughs> nice. <laughs> <Not so laughs> fun. Yeah. Very nice. Well, you know, get to get... Uh, let Garrett settle in a little bit as well to get his... Uh, picks ready to go. Uh, I'm going to go to Lockleth now. I want to know your second favorite game that you played this year. Your number two. My number two is going to be Cult of the Lamb. Ooh. Oh. Okay. 
I thought okay. that was number one. That, I was so going to say, right. it's very surprising to us because yeah. someone picked it as your favorite game of the year. Well, you know, I like to turn tables. Um, I was Welcome. thinking in regards to how much I played games. And even though Cult of the Lamb was super fun, I'm still playing it. Uh, haven't finished it yet and haven't put in as many hours as what my top one would be. So definitely has to be Cult of the Lamb. I mean, who doesn't love that little lamb guy? All the characters are super adorable and you get to carry around a sword. Like, hello, that's me. It's like two halves of me. Metalocalyth isn't a name for nothing. Like, <laughs> yes. I've got to pick that game. <laughs> Otherwise, there's just something wrong with me. So yeah, that would, that's definitely my number two. I fell in love with that game instantly, and I'm not even that great at roguelike games at all. Like, I think that yeah. might even be my semi-first one or definitely one of the only ones I've played, so. Nice. That's awesome. Donnie Reese, of course, would be so proud. That's one of us somewhere picked Cult of the Lamb for anything tonight. So I'm I'm so happy. Great on Steam Deck. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there you go. I still need to play more of it. On everything. It's good on much. all the places. But all right. Garrett, now that you're in with the chat with us, and now that you said a little, yeah. little bit, we gotta go to you now because <laughs> you got we gotta even things out a little bit because we need to hear your mm-hmm. number three favorite game of the year, my friend. Cool. My number three favorite game of the year, and I had to think about this because I actually played quite a bit of games that I liked, um, but number three has to be Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. There it is. Nice. Um, yeah, what a great strategy role-playing game set in the Mario universe. Of course, it's the sequel to Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle that came out in 2017, made by Ubisoft. Um, they did a lot of good things in here. Um, I'm glad that they, I think for one thing, I'm glad that they brought down the difficulty spike pretty much because in the first game, there was a lot of places where I, I feel like a novice player would struggle in a strategy role-playing game. Um, they made it much easier. Um, there's so many different options with the characters and with the sparks as well, um, having different power-ups and ways to defeat enemies. I never felt like I was trapped um, I love the worlds there and the characters, the animations throughout. Love playing it on my Switch on handheld. Man, what a good game that was. Um, I need to go back and 100% it. I need it. I will be day one on the DLC next year. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. So, yeah. Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks, I hope, takes my number three. Gotta, gotta get that Rayman DLC. Uh, I'm actually pretty excited to check that out. Even though I haven't finished Raymond. the game yet, I've also enjoyed that game a lot on Switch as well. I think it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Well, moving right along. See, I didn't even use the word anyways this time. Matt can't hold up his sign. Anyways. Different words. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you guys so much right now. <laughs> Kato, <laughs> it's time for you to get in the mix here. What is your second favorite game that you played this year? Well, I feel like a big old copycat. And look, yes, I so badly want to change this answer right now. Nope. But I came in and I was like, okay, this is it. Because I've gone back and forth on my number two and my number one. So not to spoil my number one, but okay. Number two, Cult of the Lamb. Nice. Such a good game. It's such a good game. It's the perfect 
combo of a roguelike and a time management sim with that little bit of decoration that you can do. And it's the perfect community game. And it's just so good. And I think one main reason I can't make this my number one is because I strictly play it while I'm streaming because I'm too scared that something's going to happen to one of my cult members while I'm not streaming (laughs) that I I don't want to miss it. While I'm, you know what I mean? So, because they're all named mm-hmm. after people in my chat. And I do hate that on YouTube it doesn't have the same Twitch integration where mm-hmm. they can kind of like sign up themselves or assist you or whatever. But I feel like I've kind of gone around it by using a Nightbot giveaway system to like get into the cult. <laughs> but that's a good idea. <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good game. And I never thought I would like something like this because I don't really like roguelike. Is this a roguelike or a dungeon? I don't, I don't like any of that, like the dungeon crawling and all that stuff. Know. But I literally spend, I don't know, 10% of my time doing that. And the rest mm-hmm. of the time is just like managing the cult and making them work for me and making them pray to me and make, <laughs> making them... <laughs> Do whatever they're doing. That's the best part. It's so good. If you have not played this game, ugh, what are you doing? Go get it. Go get it right now. I mean, and I'm playing it on Switch. I will say on Switch, it does crash and freeze. It does crash occasionally. Oh, wow. Occasionally, I would say like once every three times I play it. My goodness! Wow, that's a so, lot. That's a lot of yeah. times. Kind of a lot. So that's more yeah, than Pokemon. It does do that. So just make sure that you're saving it and you'll be good, I guess. Or play it or play it on something other than Switch. Yeah, like Steam Deck or other platforms. You have an option. Like that. Right. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just glad if I would know that, I would have put you guys right next to each other. But I'm so glad you also picked Cult of Lamb as well. Yeah. Glad to hear it, you know, making the list here. Um as for me, because I feel like I should get in here with my number two here. Sure. And I and again. Another time I didn't use anyway. See, I'm coming up with other words, you guys. Um, this is actually a recent addition to my list. In fact, this game came out today, but I've had it for a week and a half now. I played it on stream already. And actually, at one point in this slot was a completely different game from a from the same genre, because, you know, I love beat up games going all the way back to, you know, arcade days playing, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Simpsons and stuff like that. And I've always loved like the modern approach to, to being about game design. Um, and we had two really good ones come out this year. One of them was Shredder's Revenge, which I don't know if we'll talk about later. If we don't, if one of us doesn't talk about it, we have plenty of community suggestions that will then talk about Shredder's Revenge. So we can kind of leave it like that. Um, but the other one kind of swept me off my feet this week. And it's one that I was really looking forward to this year. And that game is the game our fantasy critic league hinges on River City Girls 2. It's my second favorite game that I've played this year because it's not just a beat em up wow. game, my friends. It's a beat em up RPG. And you know me, I'm a sucker for a good RPG, but I also love beat em up games. So it's in the River City Ransom franchise. Um, and, and basically you're, you're just going around as one of six awesome characters or you can play four player online co-op if you want to do that. 
um, and you're going, you're, you're beating up dudes, you're going to convenience stores and buying food that, you know, levels up your characters and, um, you're leveling up different stats. You're getting all kinds of different moves from, uh, the dojo, which is of course run by Jimmy from double dragon, uh, who misses his brother very much and likes to tell you that he misses his brother all the time. And I just, I had a blast with this game. The music is incredible from Megan McDuffie. She does this incredible, like tech techno pop kind of soundtrack. And, and I loved it. Her soundtrack with the first game. And I love it even more with the second one. Um, the visuals are fantastic. I love that the manga style that, it, that they go for with these manga panels as they tell the story through these cutscenes, uh, And it's just a ton of fun to play. The only downside is that currently at the time we're recording this, um, they didn't actually release the patch to adjust the frame rate to 60 frames per second on all the consoles. So it does run a bit sluggish at 30 frames per second, but it did not stop me from playing the hell out of this game from the time I imported my copy from Japan, which by the way, is crazy enough as it is that I would be you know, crazy enough to import a copy of this Japan from Japan just to play it early. Um, cause I never do that. But even then just, I sunk so much time into this game and I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's such a blast to play. So River City Girls 2 not only won us the Fantasy Critic versus the Trophy Room this year, but also was my second favorite game of the year. And everyone could kind of tell from when I was playing it during on a live stream last week and just how happy I was playing it. So got to give it a shout out here. Ryan had faith in this game from day one. I don't remember exactly when we did our picks for Fantasy Critic Ryan, but like you knew you had your eye on this one. I'm so glad that it landed. For it to be number two within your top 30, within your top 80 is pretty <laughs> remarkable, man. This game was in pretty tough competition. Now, I'm very curious to see what your number one game is going to be. But yeah, dude, it's, I love that you you was it an import like how the heck did that even was is that how that worked yeah so the funny thing about the game is that if you wanted a physical copy they do it through limited run games here in north america but it, obviously the pre-order lim- uh, window is was very limited it was actually super expensive to get a copy i think it was like 60 or 70 bucks us to get a physical copy of the game um which is expensive it's more expensive than a digital copy or if you wanted the a, a japanese physical copy of it um, which includes the North American version of the game. It was 40 Canadian dollars to get that imported from Japan. And it comes with the first game on the cartridge as well. So for me, Seems it like was, a no brainer. It was a no brainer, especially because I missed getting from limited run the copies of the first game from them anyway. So it was just like slam dunk for me doing it that way. So, nice. And it came out a week early, which just, you know, was even more in, or sorry, two weeks early, actually, um, which was even more incentive to, to go that route. But yes. River City and of Girls course, 2. more importantly than your joy in the game, of course, as you mentioned, completely buried Mr. Bad Bit and Mr. K-Step nice. from, from the trophy room. It all came down to this. They counterpicked it like a bunch of silly, dumb, dumb idiots. Yep. And we got, I think, 10 points out of it. They got 10 points taken off, and that's that's all she wrote. So I just wanted to make sure that we uh, double down on that. Yeah. You suck, Joe. I mean, they also counterpicked Kirby as well, which they lost 15 points for. Man, they're so bad at this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But question. Why did they qu- counterpick Kirby? Jeez. I know. Well, I mean, to be fair, we didn't have a lot of good games for them to counterpick anyways. But go ahead, Matt. You have a question mm-hmm. from the press pool. Yeah, Matt from the press pool. Um, how's the multiplayer in the game? I don't know if you've had a chance to play it. Is there multiplayer? I may have missed it while you were talking, but like my wife and I like to play like the beat em ups. Would this be a good game for her and I to play together? 
Yeah. In fact, actually, I would say if you haven't played the first one yet, it was on Game Pass, but I think it's still on sale right now. So maybe play that one first before you play the second one. Um, But that one only has two player co-op, whereas this one has four player co-op because there's six playable characters in total in this new one. And the online multiplayer from what I've played of it is pretty good. It just opened up today, though. So right. um, I have I've hardly get a chance to play the online multiplayer, but I also don't play a lot of online multiplayer for beat em up games anyways. So but is there a couch co-op? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Couch co-op up to four players, too. Perfect. That's what I need to know. Thank you, Ryan. Oh. Matt from the press pool. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. There you go. And uh, last but not least, Garrett, I need your number two as well. You're the only one left that hasn't given their number two yet. Gotcha. Ryan, I think I know what your number one is, but I'll, I'll let you wait to, to speak on it. I, I, I have it in my mind. I know what it is. What do you think? What do you think? Why, why, why wouldn't you tell us what you think? Just put yeah, it out. Tell us what no, you think. no. I want to yeah, leave it a surprise for him because I actually I know the game. Like I you can call the listen, shot. I talked to the guy. Oh, yeah. Me, every week. Same. I totally know his game of the year, too. Yeah, I'm just not going to say it. Yeah, me okay, too. I actually good. know it too. Yeah, I'm just I'm not going to say One of y'all had cool. to pick it, and I can already tell you it's wrong. But anyways, go on, Garrett. Okay, anyways. My number two, I, I, I think it's probably one of the more underrated games of this year. Um, and I really enjoyed it when I played it through this experience. It came out day one on Game Pass. That's Nobody Saves the World by Drinkbox Aww. Studios, the people who make Guacamelee, severed it's so dang good it is a 2d action role-playing game where you take on a form of many different classes you can be a horse you can be a bodybuilder you can be a mermaid you can do all sorts of things and you just go throughout a 2d map in these various dungeons and you just attack monsters hordes of monsters like diablo and it is so good there's so many buffs and debuffs you have to consider. And you can just change to any form at will. Like, so many different changes at once. It's so cool. Um, the bosses are unique. A lot of good fighting stances there. Um, good story. It's very funny. It's like service level funny story. Um, I love the writing in it. Um, good humor. Yeah, man. Nobody Saves the World is is something special because I think it has a good pacing behind what a 2D action game should be. And I I had a I have no faults to this game. Like I don't have a complaint. Like any every other game I play, I'm like, okay, there's something bothering me about it. Even my game of the year. I'm like, okay, there's something bothering me about certain things, but this one, I cannot find a fault, like like a complaint much at all. So Good length. It's like about, I don't know, 10 to 12 hours, something like that, uh, to beat the game. There's DLC now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still on Game Pass, so check it out. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's my number two. Nobody saves the world. I love that. I is on my cramming list. Um, I, I'm so glad somebody mentioned it, but I, I have to just ask, Kato, do you have anything you want to say about this game? I feel like oh. you, got, you got a reaction <laughs> Look, out of you. Is that, can that I just say that I'm so happy yeah. that there are games for all of us to play and enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and that we are not required to play all games. And there's just something for everyone. It's great. And you don't want to be a horse. I mean, a mermaid? Who doesn't want to be a mermaid? I don't. 
a mermaid. You could be a horse and the attack is like pup. like a backwards attack. You literally hit the monsters with your two hind legs and it's, oh it's freaking gosh. awesome. Good. You nice. fart all around too. <laughs> Classic horse game of the year. Yeah. yeah. Game of the One year of the right special there. attacks actually. Yeah. 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 That's Good awesome. Stuff. Nice. Sounds great. So glad you got that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on now. Moving on now. So, um, Lockleth, before we go to game of the year, before we talk about our number ones, number one, we got two things we got to do. Number one, we got to go through the community suggestions. We'll leave that for a second. Do you have more questions for us, Lockleth? Because I feel like I would be remiss if we didn't go through your questions. Yeah, I have two more. So, welcome back to Lockleth's editorial categories. <clears throat> My third question is, what is your favorite side character? So not the main character you play as, but mm. a game that has a side character. What would you say is your favorite? Hmm. I'm going to throw something. I don't know if this is my favorite. It might even be a cheating kind of answer. But just to throw something, mm. just to give people some time to think about this. But you got to love Rabbit Rosalina in yeah, Mario right. plus Rabbids was really good. Rabbit Rosalina, I mean, just the design is wonderful as well, but when Rabbit Rosalina fires off her weapon, um, she does like this. That's the best thing ever. So shout out to Rabbit Rosalina, man. Absolutely. Hmm. I think I'm going to that one too. Yeah, that's pretty like, good. Rabbit Rosalina is my spirit animal. Yeah. Every time you look at her, she just like doesn't care about anything about life mm -hmm. she reminds me of like the teenage years of myself just like oh i'm so bored i don't care you know that <laughs> that type of motivation <laughs> and then yeah no she's awesome i'll toss out uh brock from god of war ragnarok i think his character is fantastic the story that you go on with him is just it's just incredible uh, i don't want to get into it too much but like he's hilarious He's awesome. The way that they build on him from the first game is just incredible. I I, I really love that character a lot. Nice. Mm. Believe it or not, I I'm racking my brain here. I honestly don't have a good one, a good side character. I think it's like I know. Oh, I have another one. I have another one. Since oh. you don't have one, I, I'll I'll take your spot. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Murray Murray from the 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 lo the yes. skull the just the skull yes. head uh, from Return to Monkey Island. Make oh maybe a bit of a spoiler. No, I don't think it's a spoiler, but um, Murray has been trailer. an ongoing yeah. character in the pre previous game, so I was very pleased to see Murray show up. He is absolutely hilarious, He's and great. pretty much every other character in that game could be could be taken here. Such a great game, Return to Monkey Island, and definitely Save a to Ryan. In this game as well. It sure is, dude. That that chef in Return to Monkey Island that gets stuck in like the rudder of the ship is so. Oh good. my I gosh, that. I forget his name, but it's oh, it's great. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out um, Neon Yellow from Neon nice. White. Nice, I, I love okay. him so much. Like he's just like your bro. He's like, You're my Sasuke, bro. Like he's just <laughs> he's so good. I just I love him so much, and they do an interesting thing with that game story too, where you sort of don't really know what your relationship to to the characters are. So, yeah, I'll shout that out. Love that. That's a great. Yeah, you can you can definitely pick any of them. Really. Yeah. Yep. Such a, Pretty yeah. much wow. fantastic yeah. cast. Unstable. Even like the the cat boss. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes, Mikey. Yes. yes. Yeah. Can't believe John Cena's given us missions. <laughs> 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 
Good God. Well, Lockleth, what about you? Do you have a favorite side character? So mine, mine are the Tinykin from yes. the game Tinykin. Wow. Specifically, probably if I had to choose one of them, probably the red ones because they're like little bombs that you throw. But yeah, the little the little Tinykin are, are my favorite. They're just they're just so cute. A great shout out. Yeah, that's a, such a good game. Yeah. Look, I don't know if mine counts for multiple reasons. (laughs) This game didn't come out this year. It came out forever ago. And I don't even know if it's technically a side character. Um, But Gooigi from Luigi's Mansion 3. I just played this this year. And I I love this game. And I just love this mechanic so much of having Gooigi to help solve puzzles. So this is my first Luigi's Mansion game. Um, and so I really liked him a lot. I don't know if that counts, but that's well, mine. That's a good one. My, my questions are very loose. If you've played it this year and you liked the side character, it, it counts. I I'll push the boundaries of it then, Lockleth. Shout out to Al from Animal Crossing. The oh villager Al. The gorilla. <laughs> the greatest. Crash in the summer. Yeah. And, and likewise, you know, to eyebrow. finally give an answer, Sean, you know, my, my Sims gardener from The Sims 4 favorite side character. <laughs> we got into so many adventures oh, together. Wow. We, we went to space together. You know, we, we grew a garden together. We, we had a, good, a lot of good times with my gardener in this. As you do with your gardener. Aww, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Going to space and, you know, why is it he growing the, the garden himself? Uh, I mean, yeah, what I, I have money. Why would I grow the garden myself? No, the gardener. No, like, sounds it? like, yeah, you said yeah. you grew it together. Did he grow it, and then you just benefited <laughs> from it? You or did just y'all look. The Sims Four together. is a complicated mess of of game, Kato. So. Who okay. suggested the space trip? Did that come from the gardener or was that on your behalf? No, please. I always ask people to go to space with me. And then we went to this alien planet. Well, we were now bu- I'm offended. We, there are a bunch of alien planets there. Uh, and then, or sorry, aliens there on the planet. And then we like tried to pick up the aliens to bring them back to the shuttle. What with is us. I haven't been invited so to Are you trying space? to plant the, the aliens? You have not reached the proper relationship level with Ryan to get the space trip yet. I'm Clearly sorry. Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. I'm trying to working so. on it. Talk about yeah. blue box one too many times, and evidently you don't get invited to go to space. That is mm-hmm. kind of how that works, Matt. <laughs> you talk about blue rename box them to Brian Murphy, and I guess I don't get to go to space either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I, I don't one even think too many you, times about a monocle. Just to throw it out there, Sean, I don't even think you like space. I don't think you've told me you like space before. So <laughs> never invite me to space. Yeah. Sean famously <laughs> hates space. Yep, hates Kirby. Hates space. <laughs> Top two. Look at all these things. I literally have a book about an astronaut right here. I'm reading it right now, you guys. Love Hate reading what you do in your own time, dude. That book says Chris Hemsworth. That doesn't say. <laughs> Hadfield. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> He's a Canadian hero. Oh, okay. Chris Hemsworth uh, is Canadian? Hatfield. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Thor was Canadian. That's cool. That mustache cool. is majestic. Thanks for giving us these fun facts, Sean. But <laughs> Lachlan, final question. Go. <laughs> I Anyways, um, my last question is favorite game that you can pet the animal in. Oh, Wow. Oh, that's an easy wow. one for me. So, yeah. Uh, uh, my favorite one is Pentiment from uh, from Obsidian because you can pet not just one pet, but multiple pets. There's lots of dogs and cats throughout, you know, 
Germany in the, the mid 1500s that you can go pet and you can pet all of them. And then there's an achievement for petting all of the pets. So got to give it to, mm-hmm. a shout out to Pentamin on that one. I do have an answer for this one. There you go. Um, and my favorite by far, Colt of the Lamb. If one of your cult members is a dog, you can pet them. They will, uh, You can choose to pet them to get your, um, oh, what's it, I can't remember what it's called, to get your little points from them. And Sorry, so I was cute. looking up a game to see if I could pet an animal in it. Same. <laughs> I, uh, Everyone's <laughs> frantically trying to yeah, find an answer. I, I didn't tell I anybody it. the questions ahead of time. Like, I just had them prepared. It's funny because the first two questions were suggested by Sean and Seth, and I still think I threw Sean off with the question. <laughs> <laughs> probably threw me off, too. Yeah. The other, two were, the other two were mine, but I think, Garrett, Matt, you had one? I, I got it. I got it. I actually finished this game this year, and I really enjoyed it, Far Cry 5. Is oh nice. You could pet all the 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 dog companion, and it's actually pretty good animation. And you go up and pet. He rustles around and yeah. He actually plays like he like rolls over and like goes on his like legs up, and it's it's super cute actually. I mean, that's also the only game that I know of where you can pet a bear, and then the bear is like, oh, you can pet a bear. I did pet a bear in Far Cry Five. Yeah, Yeah. see, there you go. I'll uh, I'll shout out. Marvel's Midnight Suns, a game I've really, really been enjoying, and it's my honorable. But uh, there's a demon dog. You can pet it. If you pet it, you you gain relationship points with the demon dog, and then you the demon dog by petting it and praising it, and it's a cute little demon dog. So Marvel's Midnight Suns, cute nice. little demon dog, little demon dog, little demon dog. My I'm gonna go pick. with the uh, there, so there's a type of collectible in Bayonetta three that that are like cats that you have to chase around. And when you catch them, they like crawl up on your shoulder and Bayonetta pets them and stuff. And it's super cute. I'm gonna go with that. Sean, did your search yield? There's gotta be somebody else to go. There's gotta be somebody like one other (laughs) person. I think you're the only one left besides Lockleth. I'm still trying to scroll down on Kenny Pet the Dog on Uh, Twitter.com. All right. All right. Lockleth, you go ahead. Give your answer before Sean. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, mine is gonna have to be Ooblets. Because oh, any of the yes. ooblets that you have in your party, you can pet them. You can even pet the ones that are like you find out in the world and stuff as well. Love that game. It's not in my top three, so I definitely wanted to mention it some way tonight. So, yeah, love that game. All the Great little game. costumes. I just did the winter event for that game the other day. So much fun. they they done content uh, for it throughout uh, since it came out on Switch this year. So I know it came out like a, like a year or two ago. But it came out on Switch actually this year, so definitely wanted to mention that. And I keep talking to give Sean time, but thank you. Are you ready? You gave me exactly <laughs> the right amount of time. Uh, my first answer is: I assume that you can pet the gardener in The Sims, so I imagine <laughs> that would be a lovely experience. You can look at that. <laughs> Only in space. I'm just assuming. I don't know. I don't know. But also, um, in the brief time that I did play God of War Ragnarok before recording this, you can pet an amazing wolf. And that is very special. So I'm glad. Thank you for buying me just enough time because that's actually a pretty legitimate answer. If I do say so myself, it's a special moment. It's true that it was but a special moment when you when I pet the gardener, Sean. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> I think most of his research was about the gardener. To be yeah, honest. I yeah. can definitely tell you're just, you're really into the gardeners now, Sean. It's a thing. But 
I'm just filtering. I just want you to know there's so much more I could say, but oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Lockleth would shake her head at me, I think. I know. <laughs> well, that, that's Probably. it for, for Lockleth's really awesome questions. Shout out to Lockleth for coming up with us. I appreciate that. Yeah. Spicing up the show yeah. a bit. But Go now it's time to hear from you, the listeners or the viewers, because uh, we still have some of these to go through and uh, some of them are actually quite long. So we'll, we'll get them through here now. We're going to start uh, with Drellish at Drellish hashtag one three eight seven in the discord who says God of War Ragnarok is their number one pick a game specifically designed for elderly fathers with poor muscle memory. Great story. You never at all. (laughs) You never all of a wall and have awesome therapy sessions with Freya. Look, I'm just reading what's on the paper. Okay. That's what the paper says here. And then next up, Xenoblade Chronicles three, the best RPG of the year with the most irritating. This is not my final form and boss. Awesome music. And then Drellish's last pick is inscription. It pushes the envelope on card games and it makes the most creative uses of the mechanic. So shout out to Drellish for those awesome picks. Next week, uh, next up, we got the we got Delroy at Hopdoxy Gaming on Twitter and Delroy on Discord. Uh, Delroy says his third favorite game of the year is Tunic. It came out earlier in the year and nothing has surpassed it. A true labor of love in every respect, a love letter to the past and a reminder that you can indeed teach an old dog new tricks. Piercing the manual together will remain a fun memory for years to come. And then his number two pick is Tinykin, which y'all actually mentioned a little bit earlier. Tinykin, this one came out of nowhere and quickly found its way into my heart. It's a beautiful little game, meticulously designed and not afraid to let the player quote unquote win and simply feel good by playing the game. Love the borrower's take on this world. And then Delroy's third pick for this year is actually honestly, I'm surprised that this has come up a lot with our community as dust falls is his third pick. Wow. It was this or Elden Ring, but I wanted to include this game because it was something that brought my wife and I joy in this amazing thing we call gaming. We played it nightly for about a week, speculated about the plot over lunches, talked about our favorite characters running errands. It was almost sad to see its conclusion and also how stupidly big, how stupidly the big, the smile was on my face when my wife immediately said, we have to play it again. I have to see yeah. the other choices. And again, that came up with our discussion as well with as does false. Like it was a really interesting game. And I can imagine like, can't even imagine what it's like to play with that with a person on the couch together. Like that's so cool. But Delroy, I want to, and anybody else who's played it, like jump into the discord and just mark spoilers. It's, it's a great thing that some people are able and know about. I don't know if everybody knows about it, but you can talk about a game and you mark it as a spoiler and just like, like censors it. it it's like a yeah. redaction kind of thing so i want to hear about how people played this game because i think it's fascinating like who survived who lived what did you do with um the, the husband and the wife like there's things that happened there i want to know i feel like there's only one way to handle that situation but some others made other choices so i was gonna say cool you game. know that you and i made different choices when it came to that as it is so. nobody survived my playthrough they're all dead that's because you killed them on purpose john <laughs> <laughs> i didn't really yeah i wasn't putting them in safe situations all right we'll put it that way well next up we got skycatcher gaming which by the way shout out to skycatcher gaming who has been you know flooding us with the rpg cave of course with amazing, oh, amazing course. questions and stuff all year uh they have interesting picks here number one near gestalt a dad trying mm. to save his daughter and kane uh their second pick is grandia 
it was such a genuinely charming game and had so many cool character designs. By the way, that's a, that's a PS1 game for folks that don't know. So that's not even a modern mm. game. And then oh. the last game, Pokemon Scarlet, because it gave us so much content and I'm just getting started. So much Pokemon tonight. So just <laughs> making sure just like the work on the game is just getting started. Exactly. I'm fixing it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They're not going to fix it. They'll get there. They They'll get there. Money. They apologize. Yeah. Now, they they apologize. Yeah, sure. Sean, this next community session will warm your heart because uh, I heard that you and Robbie Bobby Miller talked a lot about lists this year and how much you guys My like man. lists. Yeah. So Robbie Bobby Miller, when I asked for three games, gave me a list. So let's read from Robbie Bobby Miller's list here. So number one, Sonic Frontiers, because that game's actually good, Sean. And that's me adding that, by the way. It's not Robbie Bobby mm-hmm. Miller adding that. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Cult of the Lamb is his number two game. And then third game is Pokemon Scarlet, as well as Inscription as well. Um, but then uh, Robbie, uh, Robbie Bobby Miller also throws in best sports game of the year was MLB the show 2022. Apparently there was no contest between that and other sports games. Uh, best DLC of the year was for Returnal and Minecraft Dungeons. Best ongoing game was Warframe. It also apparently had the best daily login rewards. And then Robbie Bobby Miller's best indie game of the year was anything Devolver Digital made. Also, yeah. indie games do not get okay. enough love. Sorry, AAA games, you are not that special. So there you go. When I asked for three games for Robbie Bobby Miller, we got a whole list. And then I love it. Last community Classic. suggestion. Of course, we actually have two videos to go to in just a second. Uh, this one comes to us from famous Seamus, the most famous of all Seamus is Seamus McIsaac, who says God of War Ragnarok, excellent combat breathtaking visuals and fantastic performances from all the actors and improves just about everything from God of War 2018. His next pick is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Great 16-bit visuals and animation, easy to understand combat, challenging yet rewarding gameplay, and also one of the best soundtracks of the year. And then his last pick, and this one's a reader, so sit back, folks. Genshin Impact. I usually oh, hate wow. gotcha games since they're basically and sometimes literally gambling. And there are some legitimate criticisms with Genshin Impact, like gotcha mechanics and the lack of diversity with playable characters. I somehow played over 200 hours of the game this year. I just really enjoy exploring the world and I enjoy uh, combining elemental attacks to make reactions happen. I also like a lot of the characters like Sinnoh, Rosaria, Klee, I don't even know how to say this one. Nenonog, uh, Noel, and my favorite character, Biodu. It's definitely a bit of a guilty pleasure for me, but I don't regret my time with Genshin Impact. And before any of you ask, I spent zero dollars of the game, yet I'm not going to do it anytime soon. But I also would say that I would never not spend money on the game, especially with games like Fortnite, where I spent over $50 playing on just Star Wars skins. Future famous Seamus, do not disappoint me so there you go <laughs> famous wow. Seamus waxing poetic poetic over genshin impact and also we have two last community suggestions but of course these are very special because these are video submissions of course i had asked for people if you wanted to be on this episode all you had to do is just shoot yourself uh with your phone Whoa. or with your camera <laughs> or your podcast <laughs> not, not, not doing what you guys thought of uh, clearly there's gotta Use be a better phone. way Use your phone and just, you know, film yourself. I should have said that, you know, telling, <laughs> telling us your favorite games of the year, just like Anna Hudak and Nagachaka did. So let's go to those now. 
Hey everybody, I'm Anna Hudak. And before we get started, just want to apologize for my voice. Um, I am very sick right now. So if it sounds starts sounding scratchy or keeps going like in and out or whatever, I'm sorry. I'm just extremely sick right now. So my voice is just totally off. Anyway, so my three favorite games that I played this year are, um, well, I, I'll start off with Halo Infinite. Um, so I have epilepsy. I have had quite a few seizures this year, and I have gotten seizures from playing video games. But Halo Infinite is a game that I was able to play without having the fear of having a single seizure. And the reason for that is that they have just the best accessibility features ever. Like, and I'm not exaggerating, I've never seen a game with as good accessibility features as it. You know, it's got accessibility features for everyone. And for me in particular, I loved having being able to turn off the screen shaking, uh, being able to turn off um, flashing colors, being able to turn off like, you know, the light that the guns emit when we're shooting um, and, uh, uh, you know, things like and uh, motion blur and stuff like that. So that was awesome. It allowed me to play the entire game without having to fear for my personal safety and health even once and allow me to play what was Honestly, such a delight to play. I love Halo. It's one of my favorite franchises. And, you know, Halo 2 and 3 are still my favorite um, games in the series. Um, you know, it just depends how I feel that day. Either one could be number one, the other one could be number two. Um, but Halo Infinite was definitely the one that felt the best to play. Just a genuine delight to play and being able to play without having to, to worry about myself uh, because I could turn off all my tri my uh, triggers for my epilepsy was just awesome. Uh, then the last two that I want to shout out are Unreal Tournament Game of the Year Edition. So it's a classic arena shooter. It's been out for 24 years and it still feels amazing to play. It does not feel the, the most dated thing about it is the graphics because the gameplay does not feel dated one bit. It is a genuine delight to play. Honestly, I, I, I truly think that there is no first person shooter on the computer right now that you can play that feels as good as you Unreal Tournament Game of the Year Edition. None of them. Doom Eternal, Doom 2016, um, Call of Duty, Halo, I don't care. None of them feel as good to play as Unreal Tournament Game of the Year Edition. Just a just so fun to play. I've played so many hours of it, including on end. Just so good. Anyway, I mean, the third and final game I want to shout out is Streets of Rage 4. I played that for the very first time this summer. I played it with my dad. We played it over a week. So I suck at gaming, admittedly. I am a very bad gamer. I've been playing him my entire life. And yet I'm still awful. I really am. I have no gaming skills, uh, so I rarely ever beat games. And I also rarely get to play with other people. Um, so getting to play it with my dad and beating the entire game in one week was just such a wonderful moment. It's going to be there's so many memories. I'm not going to forget my time playing that game anytime soon. It's got a special place in my heart. And so, yeah, um, loved playing Streets of Rage 4. It honestly may have been my favorite game that I played this year, uh, just for the memories. Anyway, that's all I've really got. Thank you all for listening. Peace.
Hello there, it's Nagachaka, and I'm here to talk about my three favorite games that I played in 2022. In the third spot, my favorite game from 2022 is Night in the Woods. It is a point-and-click adventure game with some light um, platforming elements. And the reason why this game is my third favorite game from 2022, uh, there's two reasons for it. Um, the first reason is the story and the characters uh, just really hit home for me. Night in the Woods is about that transitional phase when you're kind of going from young adult to an adult, kind of when you're leaving school and finding a job or continuing school. And the game focuses on May Zabrowski as she goes through this transition, as she returns to her small town and meets up with her friends. And one of the most special things about Night in the Woods is the writing, because this is something that we discussed um, because it was a backtrackers game. One thing that we mentioned was just how alive the characters felt. And this game doesn't have any voice acting. It doesn't have fancy graphics. But even despite all that, the characters felt so relatable, felt so alive. And that's due to the fact that it's just S-tier writing. Like It feels like you are in there talking with your friends. And when I played Night in the Woods, it really brought me back to what it was like when I was in my 20s and just doing stupid stuff with my friends. And the second reason that that game is quite special to me is because that was probably one of the first uh, games and sessions that I had with the backtrackers that um, I really felt connected to my fellow backtrackers. So that game uh, is really special to me in, in my heart. And as for the second game of 2022 that's really standing up for me, is Resident Evil 8, uh, Resident Evil Village Gold Edition. And I remember when this game was announced, I saw all the trailers. I actually wasn't really that hyped for it. It looked very action-oriented. I was getting a little bit worried that it was falling back into the pits of Resident Evil 6. Um, so I didn't play it right at launch. But when I did play it this year and the Gold Edition, um, I was blown away by how fun it was. Is it as scary as the other Resident Evil games? For the most part, no. There is one house in Resident Evil Village. If you know, you know. Uh, that house is quite scary in the main game and the, in the DLC. But outside of that scary part, the game is just... It's just a games game where like you're just so addicted and just having so much fun mowing through werewolves. And the story is so stupid, but you couldn't care less because you're having so much fun. So Resident Evil 8 uh, definitely is a highlight for me for 2022. And as for my favorite game that I got to play in 2022, which is quite shocking because I played this game at least a few times and I stopped playing it because I wasn't into it at all. Um, but because Marcus O'Neill should get into sales because he's incredibly persuasive, uh, he would not stop talking about how incredible Red Dead Redemption 2 is, especially when we did our We The Gamer cast this episode this year. And I gave that game another shot. And I'm so glad that I did. It's it's the breaking bad of video games in terms of storytelling about morality, your values, your principles, loyalty. What are you going to be loyal to? Um, I just got lost in the characters, in the world, in the story. And when I was able to just allow myself to experience the story the way it was supposed to be told. I couldn't put the game down. It was such an emotional roller coaster ride. So 
I'm so grateful I got to play it. And it's, it's again, it's very special because it was a 180 for me. Like I could not be less surprised. I couldn't be more surprised at how um, I've turned my, my change, my opinion about that game. So night in the woods, Resident Evil village, gold edition and red dead redemption two are my top three games of 2022. And thank you so much once again to Anna Hudak and Nagachaka for submitting those really excellent videos. And again, the best part is about this is that uh, none of the panels here have actually seen those videos yet. They're actually going to probably get to see them probably after re-recording this because I think I'll make sure to they get a chance to watch those afterwards. But enough about all that. It's time to see really who was right and who was wrong when picking games of the years going into things. I was right. And I think we're going to go bottom up. So we're going to actually start with Seth. Seth, reveal to us your game of the year. What is the best game that you played this year? Wait, 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 wait. Please, Matt, let, let's go to a reminder because we've talked okay. about a lot of things since then. What, what, who was okay, guessing okay, for okay, Seth? Okay. Was I guess? got you. Yes, yes, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll go for a quick wrap, wrap up. Okay, right so in. I guessed for Sean. I guessed Elden Ring. I'm already wrong because Sean talked about that in his number two. Okay. Ryan, for me, guessed God of War Ragnarok. Court guessed for Seth, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Court's already wrong. Seth talked about that in number two. Seth guessed for Lockleth, Dreamlight Valley, because that was the first one that you said. And I'm okay. Not. We're getting there. <laughs> Sean guessed for Kato, Dreamlight Valley. Lockleth guessed for Court, God of War Ragnarok. Kato guessed for Ryan, Bayonetta 3. We all guessed for Garrett, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And Garrett guessed for Marcus McCracken with Elden Ring. Incorrect. So the only <laughs> ones that we have still in contention are Ryan's pick for me, Seth's pick for Lockleth, Sean's pick for Kato, and our group pick for Garrett. Because mm. as we've already discussed, Court's game of the year, I think it's safe to unveil that Lockleth was correct. With God of War yeah. Ragnarok. Yes. So, so Nailed far, it. the only person with a point on the board is Lockleth. Yeah, nice. Yay, Lockleth. Ryan's Yay, game of the year now. Can I, can I take a guess? Matt, what was your guess again? My guess? For Ryan? Yeah. Just before revealing it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're not there yet. We'll get there. Okay. okay. I was about to defend That's herself. Okay. It was me. Yeah. Look. <laughs> Look, I don't have a PhD, okay? I, I was caught off guard, and I don't know all these games, okay? Yeah. Okay. Kato's, Kato's the meme of the lady with If all you them. had been here, I could have gone to you yeah. and asked you That's to help true. me. That's true. Sorry. Hey, I'm going to point down now. We're West Coast, here. West Coast. I, think, oh. I think we need to give yeah. Seth his time in the sun to <laughs> okay, tell us Seth. his favorite game of the year. Okay. Go, Seth. Uh, yeah, so um, so it's Neon White. I, I've talked about this like all year. Neon White was, um, I was super excited for it. I, I remember playing the Steam Next Fest demo like a year and a half ago and just falling immediately in love with it. Everything that Matt said earlier, I completely agree with. It is, you know, I could sit here and talk about how, you know, the, the level design is immaculate. The... You know, it's not a card game. I think a lot of people get turned off by the whole card game thing. It's not a card game. Um, it is just 
impeccably designed. It is fast. It is the most accessible speedrunning game. If you've ever had any sort of like inkling of like, hey, maybe I want to be a speedrunner or something um, or not. I mean, like that's not normally the kind of game I go for, but Neon White just totally uh, captured my imagination. But more than that, what really made this game special for me, you know, I've, I've played a lot of games in my life that tap into nostalgia for being a kid. Like nostalgia, like things that remind me of being eight years old, things that harken back to like Mario or or whatever, like things that remind me of being like a kid at my grandparents' house or whatever. But Neon White reminded me of a time of my life that I didn't realize was actually really precious to me until playing this game. Because Neon White reminds me of what it is like to be a teenager. And it captures like a very like formative part of my life that sort of 2002 like 14-year-old Seth who would fall asleep on his parents' couch watching anime on Adult Swim at 2 a.m., you know, and, like, that's what Neon White is. Neon White is if you went into that kid's dreams and plucked a game out of his brain, that's Neon White. I've never played a game that felt so specific, like, that felt like it just so specifically existed at the cross-section of a... Of a formative time of my life and that's just totally what neon white is it's just a very very special game to me so celebrate neon white celebrate I love neon white i love the way that you described that dude because mm-hmm. i honestly like now that you painted that picture i feel the same way like if you if you took teenage matt and you're like what's a game that you want fast furious anime style just ridiculousness yep. all the way through 100 you've you've nailed it and i i'm with you that game is really special yeah yeah. And, and yeah, it was just, it was like, man, like I, um, I never think about that. Like as, as I get older again, I look back on like childhood a lot, but I don't think about my teenage years that much, you know, mm-hmm. and neon white made me sort of like appreciate that kid. Like here, here's a game for you, you know? So well said. Nice. Lots of cheers. I think a lot of people really like neon white. Yeah. It was also again just even cool, cool watching Sean play it in the discord the other day as well, getting to see, you know, someone new to the game playing it. Cause I feel like this, Neon White's probably a really good game to watch people play like a good, like streaming game. Yeah. Even. Like it may be tough for the streamer. Cause you're trying to pay attention to that wall. So pay attention to chat, but like seeing like people do ridiculous things in, in Neon White seems really fun, which is why I'm like so excited to actually get a chance to try it out now. Which is cool. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I'll be one, like one of you guys pretty soon. We'll see though. But Sean, as I mentioned, we are doing bottom up. So you are next in the order here. What is your favorite game of the year? Not even sure what bottom up is referencing to. Um, uh, as in starting from the bottom and then now we're here. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't need clarifying. It sounds funny. Now we're here. From the bottom. Now we're here. Now we're here. That's fine. Six. <laughs> Who guessed for me? Who guessed for me? I Matt? guessed for you. I guessed Elden Ring for you. I appreciated yeah, I the rundown wrong. before. Um, I, I'm a simpleton and I lost track after the second person. So you'll have to remind me as we go through here. Yes, you were wrong. I was wrong. Uh, and I'm actually, it's almost like Ryan has been podcasting with me for a very long time. He knows exactly what my, you would have guessed right. Right, Ryan? Probably. Would you have guessed right? Well, Ryan, I don't know. Yes. Guessed. Well, wait, Ryan, what do you think? <sighs> if I had to guess for Sean specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not Forza Horizon mm-hmm. Five. It has to be something else besides. It Obi- is this year. It 
It's not Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. I will say, like, my real 2020... I'm going to give you my 2022 answer here, yeah. but, like, probably the most fun I still had playing a game in 2022 was Forza Horizon 5. That's what that I game thought. That, that's where my mind ridiculously special, but that. I have a legitimate, like, this year, number one. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? I... Th- you guessed it, Ryan Turford. Just like Seth, my number one game of the year is Neon White. This game. Let's go. Wow. Come so on. special. Oh, my gosh. And, and you know what I love about this? High fives to Matt. Yes, thank yeah, you. High, high, fives. high five at each other. This is amazing. Oh, like yeah. I did something. Like I just chose to good like stuff. a game that's actually really good. I'm not even going to try to, you know, describe the game in any of the same ways that said that. Everything he said is like, it's absolutely true. I think the reason that this tipped over Elden Ring, at least at this point in time, is because of the immediacy of how the game felt. And like, there's, I think that's one of the things that's fascinating about this is you can, like, Seth can wax poetic about this game and all those things, and they're totally accurate. And I'm looking at this game just from kind of what Matt alluded to earlier, like from a level design and from a feel and from a rules of engagement. Like what, again, premise, really good. But you jump into the level and you're like, oh, this is stark and the high contrast, but yet very colorful. And what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to like jump over here. Oh, that feels great. And I got this little power up. I understand it. And you start stringing these things together. And just as a video game, it feels excellent. And that is so rare especially in this kind of these day and age you got to play a game for 40 hours so that you can appreciate the final 60 like that's not what this game is at all this game is out of the gates you get it you understand it it feels amazing more games should feel this way i'm not really sure what like rabbit ears everybody is making puppy. as i say this oh there's a puppy in the background oh puppy. can you puppy. neon that neon white is is something that I, I'm proud to say that it's my favorite game of 2022. I feel like I will look back in a couple of years still and go, yeah, that was unique. It was special. Elden Ring is an evolution, I would say, of like like Bloodborne right. is another masterpiece and not to take anything away from that. But I have played that kind of before. Mm-hmm. Um, Neon White was totally new and totally unique, very fresh, very bold and courageous, I think, too, as far as just like totally going out there and i feel ashamed that i slept on it for as long as i did because of the card stuff it's just so silly and i think that's something i'll be taking with me in 2023 as i see what other people are playing and the games that are coming down the pipe and remaining open-minded to a different type of game that's my huge takeaway this year is i was closed-minded to it I don't like being closed-minded. I don't like when other people are being closed-minded. And just like so many other things, like when I played Persona 4 Golden for the very first time, where I thought, those games aren't for me. And it was. It totally is. And this is like that. And I could go on. But yeah, Neon White, so special. And I'm so glad that, Seth, I think it was it was actually you who talked enough about it. And I'm like, maybe I'll give this a shot. Picked it up on sale. It's part of my cramming session. My game of the year, 2022. Thank you, Neon White. I think something that Neon White nails so much too that I think we kind of lose sight of in a lot of discussions, it's some of the most fun I've had in a video game this year. Like just pure, just pure joy, just pure fun all the way through. It's not like there's a story you can dig into, there's mechanics you can learn, but there's just, it is just a blast to play. And it is from the first second you hop into the first level and it carries all the way through the game. Big time. Yeah, that's exactly what, like I said, that's kind of what tipped it over for me was like as a video game from a gameplay standpoint, this is just, it's top notch. 
Love nice. it. Nice. I'm glad that the cramming session really paid off all three of your picks. Really influenced by that. And I think I think I probably would have get, been closer to maybe guessing Neon White if I was on the show with you last week instead of Dave. But uh, I'm glad to hear yeah. it. That's pretty awesome. There you go. Well, as for me, uh, actually, Garrett, you said you can you think you know yes. mine. What do you think mine is before? Yes. Well, I, I'm not sure if you mentioned it before in your list. It's I think it's Live Alive. Oh, oh, oh. And, wait, that, and, and that, Matt, who guessed? Wait, 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 wait. Who guessed? You have to remind me. So, okay, do it in between everybody, please. Okay. Cato guessed for Ryan being at a three. Oh, right. Oh, right. Oh, right. yeah. Just, um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just, so just to throw it in there, just to tell everyone else, Bayonetta was in my top 15. Um, and okay, so I'm wow. not a complete idiot. No, no, like, no. Trying to, make me out to, to be fair, Kato, to, I was not saying you were a complete idiot. It was these guys, okay? Thank you. I know. Yeah, yes. that, that, Bayonetta yeah. is the type of game that Ryan Turford should like, so... That should be up there. Uh, Live Alive was in my top 10, but not my number oh, one pick. Oh, okay. Because my number okay. one pick. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Garrett. It sounded like you. Uh, I was thinking of another one, but go ahead. You know, you okay. just, just go for it. Because this was a game that I had the pleasure of reviewing. And it was also a game that when I talked about it with other people was a game that I heard put to people to sleep within 15 minutes of playing this game, but yet I powered through no it. No way. I, wow. yep. I did, I did wow. not like the first, you know, hour of this game. I was ready to put it down. I was mm. ready to call it quits. In fact, I said it in my review. If I wasn't reviewing it, I would have just put this game down and never gone back to it. But I'm so happy I did because it was the best game I played this year. I enjoyed it so much. And that game is Pentiment from obsidian yes. oh, wow basically Good. you're playing this like wow. like this like eastern european painting from like the 1500s and it's this murder mystery and it, it takes place over like two decades worth of time as you follow this painter as he's you know just trying to make his way through life um but just the way that the story is written in the way that the, the, the character dialogue is written is such is so fresh versus a lot of other dialogue driven games um, right down to the way that it even displays text because it, it has these fancy fonts that it uses. And depending on the regional dialect, the person is speaking in, it'll then use a different font depending on what region they're from. And then if they're like irritated or something like that, the font will be like scratched over or it'd be, it'll get scribbled like really quickly. Like the way that this game displays emotion for the characters without ever them having to say a word to you, just, ah, it was so, so good and refreshing. I loved this experience, you know, ever, you know, if you can get past the first, you know, day in the game, which is basically the first, like, tutorial section the first hour like you i think will love this game out there dear listener or viewer as much as i did i love the story i love just getting wrapped into this world um and especially too like it tackled a lot of tough subjects that a lot of other games don't cover like for example there's not all of the games that bring uh real world religions into their game and have them mm -hmm. impact the story in a meaningful way because of course the time period this is set in it was very much you know ch um church and state were not separated at all at this point in time in in germany so the way that that plays in off of each other and the way the the way that that affects the small town that you're in and then you see that small town evolve over you know 20 years as you play through the game 
it was it was a masterpiece of a game and i just really enjoyed my time with pentiment so so much and it's also again just one of the most visually stylish games i've seen in years and i gotta give it my props but my favorite game i played this year was pentiment and i did not expect it at all either like i saw the trailer for it at like the e3 showcase sitting right next to sean capri and we were both like eh, it's this is a game it'll probably be good yeah but like we were i what neither of us i think were i think we were excited but neither of us were like over the moon or expecting this game to be a, a masterpiece level game uh, I but, picked it for fantasy. Don't stop looping me in with your uh, like uh, your low expectations. I was there from day one. I picked it with fantasy. It ended up getting like 86. Okay. It crushed and buried and destroyed Bad Bit and Mr. K-Step over the trophy room because they're terrible. Honestly, it should have been us. more, oh but gosh. it's just I think there's a contentious nature with this game where I saw people give it mm-hmm. twos out of tens because they couldn't get into it. So it's just like Weird. they didn't finish it and they don't know how to review games. That's why. There you go. Sorry, I think so, I said that out loud. It's just one of those things where I, I actually think yeah. that this would have been not one of the highest rated games of the year if it wasn't for that. So got to give it a shout, a shout out to Pentiment. I really loved it. And I know a couple of our listeners mentioned Pentiment as well. So shout out to you as well, dear listeners. So there you go. That is my yeah, number one game of the year. But I, I just, man, can, can I also just say too, I love how like honest you are about the experience of playing the game. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's not done enough, not only just in reviews, but like just in gaming discourse of like, look, man, like I didn't like it when I first started. And if I wasn't reviewing it, I would have bounced off. And like, I love that. I think that speaks to like such a relatable moment for like, cause we all have that, you know, like we, we all have that as, as like people who play games that, that game that like, we, we just didn't, we didn't click with it right away. And Ryan's like, look, I, I gave it the time and here it is my game of the year at the end of it all. I love that. Yeah. And in fact, it contrasts to, to the conversation I, me and court actually had, cause him and I both actually had the, the chance of reviewing at the same time. And our reviews are very different from each other. Um, but that was a conversation we had about it where he, it was just not for him and he bounced off and, and you know, he, he wasn't, you know, like he, he actually ended up, you know, to, to courts, um, you know, good side there. He actually did put the time in. He put like 10 hours into the game and it just wasn't for him. And that's oh, wow. totally fine too. Like yeah. I'm always open and honest with this type of thing as well. Cause I, I like, cause I also find like it, it's also helpful to know that type of information because if a, if a game doesn't grab you right away, that might not necessarily mean that game is not for you or that you should put it down. Right. Sometimes it, the, the, good, the right solution might be to keep going with it because it might be way better than you think it is, you know, if you give it a chance. So, and that was definitely like, this was the last lesson I definitely learned from reviewing Pentiment was, you know, you know, never um, write a game off because it has a slow start. And uh, I mean, I could have said the same thing about Pokemon because Pokemon also has a very slow start too, like Scarlet and Violet. But I also really like that game too, despite all of its problems. So I think a lot of games kind of fall into that trap. But speaking of Pokemon, Lockleth, you are next on the docket. I need to hear from you. What is your favorite game that you played this year? Can I make a suggestion, Ryan? Sure. I think Kata should go before me because I'm curious about hers before mine. Oh, that's yeah. fine. Let her go first, K- and then I'll go after. Okay, who, okay, who okay. Kato's? Who guessed Kato's map? Sean, just go ahead. Let's go. Come on. So you guessed Kato's. Yep. And you yeah, guessed but... Dreamland Mountain. Disney Mountain <laughs> Mountaineers. Yeah. <laughs> the Three Musketeers. Yes. Okay. I just want to say it's a little unfair because 
you get to see all of the content that I'm posting I just about a specific so well. game. It has nothing to do with that. So We're just like, really good pals. Look, you see my channel. You see Animal Crossing, Cult of the Lamb, and Disney Dream of Valley. It's not hard to choose. Sounds like I had more chances favorite. to get it wrong than right. That's all I'm saying. So. I don't think so. Disney Dreamlight Valley is my number one. And I went back and forth on this because Cult of the Lamb is great. Um, but this one, I've already put, I think, like 200 hours into this game. And how can I not have that as my number one if I'm putting in so many hours <laughs> to this game? And this, honestly... I had zero expectations for this game. I wasn't even planning to play this game until they reached out to me and they were like, hey, we're going to send you a code. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And it was everything I needed at the time that I needed it. And I think that says a lot about just games in general. Like sometimes it's just not the time for you to play a certain game. But this game, mm -hmm. it was the right place, the right time. I needed something else to play in addition to Animal Crossing because, look, again, I love Animal Crossing, but sometimes I just need to not be creative. And this is that outlet for me where it's like, okay, you can be creative if you want to, but it's so quest-driven that you don't have to. There's so many things you can do. You can you can go questing if you want to, or you can just get materials if you want to, or you can decorate if you want to. Plus, they have cute little Disney characters if you're into that. I'm not a super Disney fan, but I appreciate the Disney characters being there. You know what else I appreciate? Updates. And we get some updates for this game. <laughs> it's so nice. And they actually, like, listen to what people are saying and what people want out of the game, which is so refreshing. Um, not that I expect that out of Nintendo, but like, you know, it's it's Should. nice. It's nice it's to feel heard on, <laughs> on what you want. I will say sometimes they like take things away and they make things more difficult, but I, but I feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel and we're going to get there eventually because I also have to take into consideration this is still an early access. Um, so I think it's going to get there and and it's going to be free to play and I'm curious if that's going to change things for me. Um, but they've said that they're just going to keep microtransactions to just the like additional... It's kind of like a... Fall Guys model or Fortnite model where it's you get you get the battle pass or the game pass. They call it a star path. And I think that's gonna be their route. And I think I think that's a pretty successful or it will be successful for them uh, if they continue to update it. So I love this game. Lockleth. <laughs> well hold on, who guessed for Lockleth? Matt. So me. Seth guessed for Lockleth and he also said Disney Dreamlight Valley. Go ahead, Lockleth. So my game of the year, number one, is a game that you can design in. And designing is a big thing for me. I've put many, many hours into this game. And just like Animal Crossing, I will have to say my favorite is Disney Dreamlight it Valley. It is Disney. 
Yeah. <laughs> Swish. And I let Kato go first because she basically gave the synopsis and I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Of course. Dude, what if so Walk with really Kato was like neon yeah. white? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. rang. That would have thrown me through a loop. No, I took a chance. I let her go. I figured she would mention all the good things about it, and, and she's exactly right. The difference between Kato and I, though, is she's playing it on PC, and I've been playing it on Switch, and so the only downfall of a Switch player is there are so many crashing and oh God, issues yes. in comparison to the PC. However, in spite of that, you know, Pokemon was on my list and, you know, that had its issues. So Disney Dreamlight Valley has even, I would say, even worse issues because at least on Pokemon, it never crashed on me. Um, I just love the game. I put so many hours into it when I first came out. Every moment I wasn't working, like in my real job, I work from home, but I was just playing the game. That's all I was doing. I was playing the game. You can pet the animals in there too, all the things. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see how it turns out when it comes, you know, free to play for everyone. But I, I too was, had very low expectations. Like I am a Disney fan. I have some Disney Squishmallows, but I was thinking it was going to be one of those play it once and you're done type of situations. And I would say it's, it was a pleasant surprise that there was way more to it than I was expecting. All the quests, leveling up all the friendships with all the different uh, villagers. I know Kato doesn't like Donald Duck, but he is my favorite. Um, <laughs> he just throws tantrums the whole time. That's yes. Donald Duck's character. So That's his obnoxious. thing. And no he gets angry. Either. He gets angry a lot and throws tantrums, and it's very loud. However, I'm a very I'm a I'm a big duck fan. I have a duck, Donald Duck Squishmallow. So yeah, that's the that's wow. that's my that's my number one. Nice. I will say this is the first this might be the first game ever where I am one hundred percent a completionist in everything. Like every star path that they've done so far, completed. I got everything. And I don't see that ending because now that I've done it since the beginning, I'm going to obsess over it until the end of time. And that's how they get you. And now I finally can comprehend the Fortnite and Fall Guys and all the other things that do this. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. Because now I just want, I want it all the time. <laughs> I'm like, give me another, give me another thing to spend my money on. Yay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed they, with it. As soon as they have those microtransactions, I will not have willpower. I know. I, know. Oh, I see man. it. I, it gets me in Fall Guys every now and again with the cute outfits. Like, I'm not a Fortnite player, so Fall Guys is where I relate to, but they're, they're going to take my money. They, yep. And they know it. They've got you. <laughs> Yeah. The subscriptions and microtransactions. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get me. Somebody's going gotcha. to have to have uh, intervention with me in the future. Somebody plan it. <laughs> yeah. Someone plan yeah. it. Seth, you're on it. Yeah, I'm on it. Also, I think it's a notion. I'm going to throw this out there as well. I never thought we would ever see a day where we would do a game of the year show and not one, but two people on our show 
would say that a game from Gameloft would be their game of the year because Gameloft is <laughs> oh famous for making just yep. mobile trash for years and years and years, and they find out, finally come out with a good game. So props, props to Gameloft. Seriously, though, that game has no business being as good as it is. It is so engaging. Mm. It's so addicting. And, like, once it grabs you, it just does not let go. Like, I've been having so much fun with it. And, again, like, you know, bottom of the barrel expectations, positively blown away. It's it's so much fun. Nice. All right, Matt, you're up next. What is your favorite game? And, of course, I know that I guessed your favorite game of the year, right? That I couldn't be possibly mm-hmm. wrong. You did guess my favorite of the year was God of War Ragnarok. And what I'm going to say is uh, this year's been tough. There, there's been ups and downs and there's been, you know, the game that I'm going to talk about hit me at a time when, um, you know, my wife had to go back to, you know, home for a little bit. So we were separated for a month for the first time since we started dating. And it was one of those things where this game just grabbed me. And for a weekend, I was just completely down the rabbit hole. And that is Citizen Sleeper. For a game that I just... Knew nothing about, had, you know, it was not on my radar. I knew nothing about it and it popped up on Game Pass. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's hop in. I like lived on that space station with those characters for those two days. Like I'm not one to, you know, 100% games. I'm not one. I'm not a completionist when it comes to a lot of video games. But when I rolled credits, I was like, I have to know what happens to these other characters. And I have to try and see through their end to wherever the story takes them. I, I need to get to the resolution of all of them the game is brilliantly written it was such just like a warm soft spot even in its kind of almost like cold overworld nature of the game it's not a game i'm usually into it's very much just systems and menu based it's just very much you know click on the thing and do the next thing the dice rolls were you successful maybe continue on but that game is so special it's so eloquently written the character writing is fantastic and i i I just like I said, I, I lived in that world for a few days and it, it was it's a game that I still think about almost daily. It's gotten a bunch of DLC that I just haven't had a chance to go back and, and play yet. But I'm like, I'm definitely planning to um, Citizen Sleeper is my game of the year. And it's one that, you know, I really, truly care about. And I think it's a game that a lot of people slept on. Um, but, you know, it's it's really, really good. Nice, man. Yeah, actually, like I, I remember you talking about it a long time ago and I was like, oh, I knew it was that or God of War. And I was like, oh, maybe God of War yeah, actually I remember over with that. So I was like, that's why I opted for God of War. But that's awesome, man. Again, I know that, yeah, it's just sometimes that it just takes that one special game at that time in your life that, you know, you it just makes you it just wins you over in the same way that, you know, a game like Super Metroid won me over when when I first played it. And that's one of the reasons why it's my favorite game of all time. It's just it hit me at the right time. And, you know, I, I will always cherish it because of it. It sounds like Sid and Sleeper is kind of that game for you. Maybe not your favorite game of all time, mind you, but similar Mm -hmm. camp, I think, which is cool. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. All right, Garrett, you got to take us home. Yeah. Final game of the year. What do you got for me, man? And of course, sorry, very quickly to interject. We all said before Garrett got here that his pick was Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So let's see how we did. Yeah. Mm. Come on. That's a good guess. Uh, Oh, no. Oh, Um, we made a mistake. (laughs) <laughs> that f- that final boss fight drove yeah. him away from it, I guess. My game of the year is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yeah, and I knew yes, it. We did it. Over on the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. It. Man, what an experience this game was. Um, I, I really enjoyed the Xenoblade Chronicles series. Um, 
I, I played the first one in, in 2020 on, on my Switch, uh, the Definitive Edition, and I really got into it, fell in love with it. Um, Monolith Soft knows how to make a great world, um, and I knew I had to play the other games once I had gone through the first one. And Ryan's holding up the special edition. I'm just holding up while you talk, man. I'm amazing. trying to provide you a nice prop while you speak about the game. Awesome. It's, it's wonderful. Um, yeah, I put like easily a hundred hours in, into the first game. And then, um, before I got into three, I prepared for two. And so I went through two, I really enjoyed it, but I think it, it is definitely one of the, um, odd sheep of the family of the three, uh, games. It, it didn't really hit as me so much. I think the mechanics got a little too granular for me. Um, but I love the story and I love the characters. Of course, Molosoft knows how to make good characters. So when I got into three, I, kind of having mid-level expectations. Like, I was really excited for it, of course. Um, but coming off of two, I'm like, I, I don't know what, where they're going to go with this. And they kind of blew off my expectations in every single way uh, with this game. I think it's the most um, accessible, most manageable Xenoblade Chronicles game of the three. It eases you in with good tutorials. It's a great role-playing game. Of course, it has the same combat style, with all the monsters, it has this MMO-like auto-attacking kind of level. It has some strategy to it. Um, I think it's deeper with the different classes here involved with the third one. Um, but that's just how Xenoblade Chronicles is. What really shines with this one is the world building. This world is fully realized. It is every single area, every single character, the premise of the story between the two clans attacking each other and what's what's the secret um, kind of motivation behind the, um, why that is happening. It's just, I don't know, they're masters at storytelling and story crafting. Their characters are fully realized. They're so emotional. I, I've, there were multiple points in this game where I got so emotional. I wanted to like really... It, it, it really hit me on like, what is society? What is humanity? What is friendship? What is like betrayal? What's emotion? What is like, it, it goes into a lot of deep thought, especially with the writing. There's a lot of, there's not like a good guys, bad guys type of deal either. It's more like each character has its own motivation and the villain is not really like a character itself. It's more like a concept. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Um, but yeah, I the end of the game left me crying. I was just like bawling what the ending was like. This game is just really, really good. It, it threw me around an emotional roller coaster. I love playing the game. Of course, the, the drawbacks of it is kind of typical with Monolith Soft. I don't care much about the shopping in this game. It's so, mm. it's always so bad. It's so useless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. They're I don't know wrong. why they do it. Um, some of the extra side stuff, they just... Um, I love the quests. The quests are really good, too. It's just this small, like, accessory type of deals or crafting. They don't do such a good job with it, which I, I have to, you know, recognize. But the reason why it's the game of the year for me because it really touched me in, like, mm -hmm. so many different ways. Um, it's a great storytelling game. Um, and, yeah, that's that's all I have to say about Xenoblade Chronicles 3, my game of the year this Very year. Very nice, my friend. Oh, man. There we Good go. Choice, man. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles we also We nailed it, game. guys. Wait, go us. 
I know. Go you're us. totally right. We, did it. we, we totally, totally right. Us, 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 so, us, us. So in terms of of, of ranking, um, we all get a point for Garrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lockleth got one for Court. Yep. Sean got one for Cato, and Nailed Seth it. got one for Lockleth. So our 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 three way tie. Uh, is the Nintendo Drive basically? Yeah, <laughs> yes. the Nintendo Drive wins. Yes. All right, <laughs> crush it! Yes, <laughs> we did it. Wow. We're so good at that. We're, We're the best. We're the best. <laughs> We're the best. We're fantastic. We're the best. We're fantastic. Oh man! Well, that was that was super fun. Thank you, everyone for you know coming here and joining us tonight and for everyone who's actually made it to the end of this podcast because we're currently on th- hour three of this podcast which is very exciting <laughs> as it get, should be yeah as we don't get to do very often and of course huge thank you to everyone in the community who submitted your games of the year and, and you know nagachaka fulia anna and and chibi for all submitting videos i mean this was a lot of fun of course um this is our second year kind of doing this although first time under the carpool gaming banner. And uh, I know it was like really special to, to be able to get everyone here in one room. Cause we really just don't get to do this all that often. So I'm so happy we were able to, you know, get everyone together. Of course, Sean's trying to throw me off with his speech, showing off his Chris Hemsworth book again and everything. Uh, but I, Chris Field. He's a Canadian hero. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth <laughs> is a good Canadian hero. It's, it's, it's Thor. He okay? went to space. Yeah. Thor. Yeah. Thor went to space. Nice. Sean. That was a thing. Space door. But, you Space know, door. thank you to all of my incredible co-hosts here tonight, along, along with uh, us here at Carpool Gaming. Also, it's been an amazing year with Carpool Gaming, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who supported us over the, the entire year, for everyone who supported us on the Patreon, for, you know, buying merch or, you know, saying nice comments to us in the Discord, even just engaging in there just a little bit. Like, even something like the Backtrackers came about this year and and that was really special for us as well so lots of amazing things coming from from carpool gaming this year and i just wanted to say thank you to everyone for making this year incredible and this is of course your last content for the year and you know we'll be in 2023 the next time we come together for a podcast again and and i'm guessing like you're y'all are in for a week of predictions all over again as well but also a huge thank you fantasy critic Yes, there's that too. Yes. Which, by the way, actually, Sean, are we are we officially going to crown the winner of the fantasy critic, the Carpool Gaming Fantasy Critic League? Because we already know the winner at this point. It's it's official. It's not me. It's not. It's, it's not, not me it. either. Yo, you know, and it's not court. It's, it's sure as hell is in court. You know who the winner is? <laughs> <laughs> it's Matt Sawinski. Matt Sawinski, uh, pretty much with the perfect year in fantasy critic mm. critic because he didn't get any games that uh, got delayed and he got to counter <laughs> and get, picked a game that uh, thing. And uh, Sean, man. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I am currently beating you in second place by point zero six points. Right. You've now. got Let's to be go. kidding me. Yeah. So the thing, that, the thing about that, Ryan, is I selected Overwatch 2, which is sitting at a 77 and apparently is in early access. So ah, I guess those. But don't you count. and I are in the same boat because I ah. have rumored uh-huh. Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Remake by Bluepoint, which I wasn't allowed to drop. So that also got me zero points. So you and I are working with the same handicap, mm. my friend. Yeah. I don't think that's the same thing. It's I think that's literally, my, my literally game the same thing. It, because you picked a game that came out, and I can't drop a game that can't, didn't come out at all. So, shout out to Matt. You uh, he picked Starfield. He counterpicked Starfield when we all thought that game was definitely coming out, 
And um, also shout out to, um, to to Kato, who absolutely crushed Court in this. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Kato for not being the worst. Very well, impressive. I, I, well, actually, you're, you're uh, fourth place, Kato, just so you know. You actually beat Kato yeah, nice. as well. I beat nice. Garrett? Yeah. Yeah. Midnight oh Suns killed me. God. Well, Garrett Real also had um, Garrett's top two picks were Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and Nintendo Switch Sports, oh, which were did not. Oh, yeah, those Garrett. were bad. <laughs> bad choices were made. <laughs> no, no. Oh, and then you had New Tales from the Borderlands, which I was not expecting to get anyone negative points this year, but it totally did as well. Oh, so. did it get negative points? It did get negative points as well. Um, just like I lost, I lost almost five points to Valkyrie Elysium in that league too. But, but man, Court Lalonde counterpicking God of War with me was not a wise choice for him (laughs) because he's the worst fantasy I've ever seen. You mean how he had zero games come out except for Gotham Knights, which lost him points. (laughs) And then he counterpicked me and he lost 26 points from the counterpick God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. (laughs) I think he was wanting to be the worst. Yeah, I think he was. That yeah, might have been what run, he was going for. Let's run with that narrative. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what he was going for. But I am very excited for this year because we're actually going to be able to get Seth and Lockleth in on, on the fantasy critic with us, and we'll get to see mm-hmm. how wise they are at picking games. And uh, mm. so that was super fun. Ooh. So Matt's officially the carpool gaming winner for fantasy critic. He is officially the best. Sean, what a are we getting? Shipping Matt his crown to congratulate his win. It's already on the way. Actually, I've already oh. shipped it. Yeah. Oh snap! Yes, yeah, I've been, I've been in. Uh, you guys didn't know this about me, but um, in my spare time, I've been venturing off to the to the mountains with time. my pickaxe, yeah. and I've just been gathering Black materials victory. this whole time. That's right. Yep. Yeah, just melt, sh- smelting them down and and crafting it all up. I, I was polishing it and everything. King. Just yeah. go to Burger King and get one of those. It's mad. I got to I got to do it special. You got to do it right. But you're yep. right. I could go to Burger King and just. Have a Whopper. That would also be that also be pretty. Yeah, but nice. that would involve going to Burger King. Who goes to Burger King anymore, Sean? Not only all of this, but we have alluded to this slightly in the Discord. Um, stay tuned very soon for some uh, very important details about the very well, first ever. Matt, you want to take this one? Well, we'll have it live in the Discord. We'll have the announcement and the signups live. So if you're watching this. This comes out. You have until thirty first to sign up there for the go. inaugural community carpool gaming fantasy critics. So get stoked. We'll have more information for you in the new year. But the signups will be live by this point. So get stoked. Yeah, because I was gonna say this is coming out the day after Christmas. You know, we want to celebrate mm-hmm. the holidays right. So, which by the way, happy Boxing Day, everyone. Yeah, exactly. Happy Boxing Day, and of course, have a safe and happy holidays, everybody out there. Stay safe because, of course, New Year's is coming up and everything else. So. Uh, we just wanted to wish you a very happy holidays from us here at Carpool Gaming. We hope you're enjoying your holiday week as well. But before we go, there's one last thing we ought to do. First of all, a huge thank you to our special guest, Consul Cato, for coming to me. Cato, where can fi- where people find you on we the internet? We made it all the way through without Sean telling me I'm a quitter. <laughs> Oh my Ryan's just been talking for like 20 minutes here. Like I'm trying to squeeze it's hard. It in here, it's hard but. to get in edgewise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Console Cato. Thank you all so much for having me. This is Yay. Yeah. Yay. Thanks for, Yay. for getting, coming live from your living room, your Christmas living room with all your <laughs> Christmas decorations way back there. God, that's so good. I kind of, I'm kind of jealous now. I kind of wish I had something it's like awful. beautiful. Whoa. It's so aggro. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Garrett Plugscale. We're going to go around. Uh, okay. You can follow me on Twitter at Blind Explosion. 
You can also find me on the Nintendo Shack, part of the PlaySim Video Games Podcast Network. And uh, actually, well, this is going to be a while. So, yeah, we're in break. So don't don't expect anything around this time. You're not going to find you uh, now. But you'll find you in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can look it up on YouTube and, and podcast feeds and everything. Yeah. Matt, what about you? Yeah, you can find me obviously over on the PlayStation Drive. So come hang out with us there. And you can find me on Twitter at burnout underscore Matt. Nice. Lockliff, where can people find you? You can find me here on YouTube at Lockliff. You can find me on Twitter, Lockliff TWT. And you can also find me as part of the Nintendo Drive. Nice. Sean? I'm on We the GamerCast, the Nintendo Drive, the Xbox Drive, and I think that's it. A bunch of our exclusive content. Sweet Hank, of course, all of our exclusive contents. Uh, please pay attention to the, the console war room. Excellent. Sweet Hangs, very cool. The post show for the Nintendo Drive, also very good. The Yumi Capri podcast, which was named after like me and my dad and his dad and his dad before that, because that's how last names work. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Charlotte like Connery Capri, like the pants. Very nice. And Seth, last but not least, where can we find you? I. Hi, you can find Hi. me on Twitter at $2Hero. Uh, I'm also part of the Nintendo Drive with Sean and Lockleth and the Nintendo Drive post show here on Carpool Gaming, making shorts and videos and stuff like that too here on YouTube. So yeah. Hi. Very nice, my friend. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming on YouTube at youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming and podcast services around the globe. I almost made it through without screwing it up. So for Garrett Bland and Matt Sawinski and Consul Cato and Lockliffe and Sean Capri and Seth Sturgill, I'm Ryan Turford. And also shout out to Court Lalonde as well, who left the show a little bit early. Yes. We've been Carpool Gaming and we're out. Have a safe and happy holidays, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye.